here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? I'm so jacked up just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my den. Mikazi now he's not okay, so Mikazi. so Mik- he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's a, a boy. He's a man. He's a man. Mikazi. He got PWS superstar Brian Buck, and he was gone in two minutes. So in go Bernalis. In Bernalis. In go Bernalis. You're missing a B there, but that's okay. There's a B? This is what I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like, no! Many, 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 Listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Cranch. <laughs> Give me a name. Like Who delivers <laughs> this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot. Who delivers better than this guy? <laughs> Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I am Rich Brage alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you doing? Aggravated. You sound terrible. What's wrong? You sick or you got the flu? What's up? Um, I, I dropped my phone earlier today, and for the first time in my life, I cracked my screen. Oh, yeah. I've, I've only had one ever. Well, get an OtterBox, voicewrestling.com slash OtterBox. What the hell are you doing? You know better. I... I thought you had one. You said you used to throw it against the wall when, when the Tinder hookup didn't really work. Why, why, listen, did you take it um, off? Why'd you take it off? What are you doing? You're crazy. Like, Listen, Rich, that was clearly a work. I'm obviously a salesman. What? Oh, God. How but, dare you? So How I cracked you? my screen and... Well, see, as What's you know, real? What's believe... real, Joe? What, what? Where does the line... I mean, we're doing a wrestling podcast here, so I need this, like... Like let's 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 get a clear line of demarcation here of of you know reality and and working and I, I got to know because if you're gonna be my partner here we got to you know I think that's better left alone okay 
But but, but um, as you know, Rich, I I firmly believe that phone upgrades are a scam. We've discussed this on the show before. many times. Yes. Um, I've had this phone for well, I did have the phone for almost four years, which is two years beyond the upgrade. As you know, it worked horribly. Um, even today, we had a text message snafu, if I recall. Uh, and, but finally, when I dropped it and the screen cracked, and I wasn't able to even swipe it. I, I Listen, I would have dealt with the cracked screen if I still could like swipe things around and, and get things done. But it was cracked so badly, I had no choice. Wow. So I staggered with anger into Verizon and they promptly bent me over the counter and gave me the spanking that they give me every time when I go in there to get a new phone because these are scams and they rip you off. And phone upgrades are an absolute scam, Rich. It's, it's a joke. I think people need to fight back. I think we need to stop running to these uh, fucking cell phone stores every two years to get new phones because we're playing right into their hands. There's no reason that these devices should not work beyond two years. But if you notice, they all stop working after about two years. You start having problems. You start having bugs because it's all a scam. It's bullshit, Rich. Yeah, we, and let me tell you something. It. Oh, yes. And let me tell you something. So I pick out I, – I, I, I get uh, – yeah, what you get? The, the gentleman's name was Clarence. Oh, Clarence. Clarence was a nice man, but he's part of the scam. And he's part of this whole operation. I was just trying to put food on the table, Joe. All right. Clarence tells me, Joe, I see you have a Motorola whatever I had, Razor or whatever. <laughs> you did even, not have a Motorola Razor. Well, no, not, I, maybe not. I, whatever I had, <laughs> I I'm going to tell you what I had. You did not have a Motorola Razor. I'm I don't not. know the name of these phones. I, listen. I'm sure you could get, I, I don't know. know if you can get Tinder on the old Razor, but. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I, I don't know what I had. It was a Motorola something. It was whatever. When I went in there last time, the, the lady said, this is the best phone. You need to get this. And I bought it. I just bought whatever she told me to buy. So whatever the best Motorola was four years ago, that's what I had. I don't know what kind of phone it was. So anyway, he goes, well, I see you have the Motorola, whatever you got. Uh, you need to get uh, this phone here. This is the latest Motorola, whatever. Oh, the Droid, like Turbo 2 or whatever. It's like, it's crack proof, too. Did you know that? That's exactly what right. it is. He goes, <laughs> it's, got a crack, it's got a crack proof screen because I see your screen is cracked. I said, listen, Clarence. I just dropped this phone 20 minutes ago. It's the first crack screen I've had in my life. I'm not one of these jobbers that runs around with a crack screen, just so you know. Okay? And that's exactly what I said to him, by the way. And he looks surprised. Did you use the word so jobbers, goes, right, well, too? I, I did. That's okay, what I said right, to him. Right, but... I, I speak like this in everyday life, Rich. <laughs> that's, that's horrifying, uh, but all right. So, so, so I go, you know what? I, I don't like to shop around. If you're telling me this is the best phone, I'm going to get it. What's it going to cost me? Because I should be due for some kind of upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be 650 right? So he says to me, well, you're going to pay the state tax today, and then we're going to add $24.99 to your bill, and you'll pay it all. You don't owe me nothing today but the state yeah, tax. Yeah, right, right, right. So I said, all right, that sounds fine. Let's just wrap it up because I got shit to do. I want to get out of here. So, uh, you know, he, he, he takes me over to the counter. I said, you know, out of curiosity, what, what would this phone cost me if I, if I didn't have this upgrade? He goes, $649. I said, what's the phone costing me now? He said, $649. Yeah, you didn't know that? They don't do the upgrades anymore. So I said, well, then what, <laughs> then what the fuck is the point of the upgrade? They don't do those. They really don't do that anymore. That's an old – that was like an old school thing. That, that well, that's my ago. point. It's a yeah. scam. Yeah, they, got, they, they stopped doing it. So then he said, well, what you get for your upgrade is you get to pay it off 
for $24.99 a month instead of giving me $649 today. That's what you, that's the oh, benefit you. of your upgrade. <laughs> he goes, you also get to uh, keep your data plan because you're grandfathered from the unlimited data plan you had from 10 years ago or whatever it was when you first got your phone. Because I don't have that anymore. You can't get unlimited data anymore. So, like I said, it's a scam. I'm still paying the same amount of money for the phone. <laughs> you used to actually get decent deals on those. The, the problem, what, what they used to do, and we'll get to WrestleMania weekend, by the way, here in a little bit. But uh, uh, what they used to do is you would get that upgrade and then you would have to sign like a super long contract. I, I'm sure you remember that. Like if you said, okay, I'm going to get a new phone. They said, yeah, you get a new phone for free, but we need, you need to lock into like three years with T-Mobile or whatever. And then it ended up being the same. And I always said that to people too. And like, you're talking about the scam. It's like, People are like, oh, I'm due for an upgrade. I'm due for an upgrade. It's like, you're really not getting anything out of it. Like, it's still costing you the same amount of money. They're just now locking you into a contract. Or now they say, oh, but you just, well, you can pay it off as long, you know, hey, we'll just add a little bit to your bill and you can pay it off that way. And another part of that scam, too, is, and I'm a man, when I have debt, I try to pay it off as quickly as possible because I, I hate having debt. I hate interest. I hate any of that stuff. And while there's no interest on these phone things, I wanted to pay mine off as soon as possible. So I called them once and said, hey, can I pay more than like the $24.99? And they freaked. No, 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 sir. No, you have to pay. That's the set amount. You have no interest. Like I was like, well, just let me pay more. And they're like, no, like the, the computers. They, they gave me some like roundabout way. And I was like, and the reason is because they want to lock you in for the 12 months or whatever. If I go and pay in two months or whatever, if I pay tomorrow and I just pay the whole thing off, then I'm done. Then I could say, you know what, T-Mobile, I'm out of here. Thanks for the phone. Bye. There, no, you know, you gotta pay twenty four ninety nine. No, no, you know, like I was at the store and I tried to pay a little bit extra. I said, "Well, can I put some money down to the phone now?" No, just a tax. We no, no. <laughs> they were like freaking out when I asked to pay. Like I'm just trying to give you guys more money, but yeah, that's the that's the gimmick. Well, right? I'll tell you, I did not stand for this, so I threw a fit. <clears throat> threw a fit in the store. I started screaming about it being a scam. I went on the same rant that I've done on this show about three times to poor Clarence. Uh, other employees started coming over. A manager wandered over because I'm ranting and raving like a lunatic about how these upgrades are a scam. And after four years, I should be getting something for free. And it shouldn't be a flip phone for fuck's sake. It should be something worth my while. Uh, or don't call it an upgrade because upgrades are scams. Customers are laughing. It's a whole scene. It's a whole scene, Rich, which is why I'm not in a chipper mood right now. And then you know what this fucker tries to do? Let me tell you what this fucker tried to do. Okay. He goes, he comes, he, he comes back out from the back and he goes, oh, I've, I've got a couple of different uh, cases you might want to look at <laughs> if you're interested. So then I said, now, hold on a second, Clarence. You just told me that this was a shatterproof screen. What would I need these cases for? And he goes, oh, well, you know, you never know. You, you got to protect your phone. I've got your stupid protection plan and I'm paying $9 a month for. You're telling me the screen is unbreakable. Okay. So what the hell do I need the cover for? Not that any anyone listening should go get an OtterBox, of course. Yeah. Did you uh, tell them that I, I can I can get a deal at voicewrestling.com slash OtterBox. I don't need your shit, sir, in, in, Clarence. In fact, I did mention that. But yeah. but the bigger point here was, why do I need a case if, you're, if your screen is supposedly shatterproof? This whole thing is a scam. And, and, and we keep feeding into this. Why? Rich, what's today's date? Uh, the uh, I got the thirtieth of March uh, over here. I don't know about you in What's uh, the Texas, year? but uh, two thousand and sixteen. I so. guarantee you, this phone starts having problems on the thirtieth of March, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> I guarantee it. They, 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 listen, they've got these fucking clouds. They've got all this sophisticated technology. <laughs> You're telling me they can't program these things to start bugging out after after exactly two years? So you go back in there, 
right after I'm done paying off this $700 phone, I could have went and bought a car, okay? When I'm done paying off this $700 phone, months of payments, oh, look at that. It's, it's running real slow all of a sudden. Oh, look at that. My shit's not saving. I'm out of memory. Oh, look at that. The phone's not working properly. And then they get you right back in there to buy another $700 phone uh, because you've already paid this. It, it just it never ends. It's a scam. Why does a TV work for 15 years, but a phone only works for two? You're telling me we don't have these, these phone engineers can't get these things to work to work for more than two years? Of course they can. Why do we put up with it? $700 for this thing? For It better be shatterproof. I should drop a fucking brick on it and test that theory. I actually should right now. Do it now. Do it right now. What should I drop on this thing? I got the protection. Uh, well, I, well I don't this? know. No, well, maybe not now. Maybe after when Hold we're on. done with the show. I got some heavy objects. Let me see. Well, I don't know. That's a terrible idea. I think it's shatterproof on like the edges. I don't think I, I, I'm guessing that shatterproof doesn't mean you could literally drop like whatever you want on it. But um, I've got this beautiful candelabra centerpiece on my dining room table. I you want me to try dropping this on there? I don't think so. It's pretty heavy. Probably about, I don't know, uh, let me, 30, let me, 40 pounds. Let's look up what makes it shatterproof, and then we can, uh, <laughs> we can decide if this is a good idea. You don't want to see Clarence again. Clarence is not going to be happy to see you again. I, You know, I apologize to Clarence because it, it's not Clarence I was angry with. Right. He's, he's not so, making the rules. So No, that's what I said. So at the end of my rant, I said, Clarence, you know, I, I don't blame you for this, and I apologize if I'm grumpy. But pretty much the every worst day of my life every four years or so is coming to get a new phone. I'm not one of these people who on two years on the dot jumps up in the air and clicks their heels together and goes, ooh, I get to go get a new phone. Getting a new phone sucks, okay? First of all, they're squeezing 700 bucks out of you. Second of all, you, gotta, you lose all the shit on your phone. All my pictures are gone, okay? All the selfies that took me hours to perfect. Okay, are gone. I'm currently watching uh, a video on uh, how shatterproof this is. Looks pretty, uh... Oh, wow. Okay. They dropped it onto concrete. It seems to be more of the dropping it onto things versus putting something on top of it. Seems to help. Yeah, well... Alright. Yeah, we'll I see was, about that. Actually, I was just alluding to why you sounded like shit, but I, I guess this rant was okay, too, but... All you know, all your shit's gone. Any kind of app that you have, <laughs> you got it. You got to log back into your apps and remember all your passwords yeah. to get the fucking apps to work. You lose. I don't know what happens. I, you know, I asked Clarence at the beginning of this ordeal. I said, Clarence, listen, am I going to lose half my contacts? I know my pictures are going to be fucking gone because I, I just know it. Are half my contacts going to be? He's like, no, you won't lose nothing. It's going to sync up with the cloud and this and that. I'm like, Clarence, you guys tell me that every time. And every time I do this, all my contacts are gone. So lo and behold, he's syncing up the phone and doing all his gimmicks, and he hands me the phone back, and I got like six contacts left. <laughs> it happens every time. Do you back your stuff like, up Clarence, or what? I don't know. I do whatever they tell me to do. Because then he's telling me, oh, you got to use the, 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 the cloud. Yeah. The cloud. I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, Clarence, do whatever you think is best. I'm not Mr. fucking tech over here. Make sure my but, – but, Rich, I go through this every time, and it never works. I always lose my shit. You know, then you got to re-put in all your passwords. Google wants to be all up in your life. So you got to re-sign in to Google so Google can do whatever they're doing to your phone so they know what you're doing 24-7. Okay, because everything's attached to fucking Google. All right. And, and that, that, you know, I go to do some Tinder swiping. Nope. Got to re-sign in through oh, Facebook because yeah. it's a new phone. I don't remember my password on it. I don't remember any of this shit. Okay. I got to go back and reinstall half the apps because half the apps didn't re-download either. Just like half my...
contacts are gone. I had some good contacts there. You know, all these random broads, I mean, they're good. The contacts are gone. That's, done, probably, that's actually probably for the better. Why? I'm a, a single swinging man. Uh, clean slate. Half of them, you know, didn't have names on there anyway. That's what I'm like, saying. What did you really lose out of that? Symbols and, like, names with question marks because I wasn't sure of it. But that's not the point here. The point is you lose everything. Getting a new phone sucks. What is it with you people that march in there every two years and enjoy this? What is it that you enjoy about this? What? What is fun about getting a new phone? You're asking me because I've had like I've fun. had two new phones in like four years. So, but you, I you, you I don't do upgrades. I just walk in when yeah I I just go in because my shit stopped working. Like my my headphone jack stopped working. So I was like, hey, can I? But I, that one lasts me about three yeah. or four years. So that's not bad. Every I bet every two years like clockwork, your shit stops working. That's exactly what, how it happens. Either uh, your your fucking speaker stops working and people can't hear you on the phone. That happened to me once, right at the two year mark, of course, because why not? Uh, or you can't hear them talking to you, or the phone just starts working real slow. It's always something. It's always something. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. They can make these devices work for 15 years if they wanted to. And don't tell me about updates and all that. Look, listen, these computers work for longer than two years. Why don't the phones? They're updating constantly. This is nonsense. I'm so aggravated. I have so much shit to do. I got to get ready to go to Dallas, and I'm, I'm fucking around with Clarence. <laughs> That's why I'm saying don't drop the phone today. Uh, let, let's maybe do it when you get back from WrestleMania or whatever. So how about that? Oh, I got a new phone. Oh, same fucking shit. Oh, look, I got a Tinder match. There you go. New phone. Let's see what she's it's about. Let's do, this, yeah, let's, let's do this on the yeah, air here. What do we got? Uh, let's see. I was mostly referring to the fact that you sound like you're echoey because your uh, your 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 microphone no longer works. So that's oh, actually yeah, how I start, it- that's how I started the conversation. Then you went into some fucking rant about your phone that I didn't give a shit about. Give a disclaimer. Yeah, give a disclaimer to the people. Yeah, Joe sounds like shit because his uh, his, his mic uh, is no longer working. Uh, I could he-, he could hear me, but I couldn't hear him. Uh, no mic output uh, from that mic. So uh, he's using his laptop uh, microphone, which. If you know, or if you've ever heard a podcast that sounds like a laptop microphone, it sounds like utter shit, and that's why Joe sounds like utter shit today. So, uh, you know, you know we're better quality than this. You know we're better than this. But for this week, eh, this is the best we could do. So, sorry. Okay, I was matched with the lovely Krista. Krista? Age 20. Uh, I don't like her. Uh, Krista. K-R-S-T-A. No, no. Uh, I'm out. Age 22, eight miles away. Um, she's reasonably attractive. Let's read the profile, Rich. Okay. Let's do this live on the I don't, air. I don't like the name Krista. No offense to any Krista that listens here, but it's just like, like go with Kristen, go with Christina. Like, what, what are you doing there? You're kind of just pick one. Pick a lane. But go ahead. Oh, boy. This is a great one for this show. <clears throat> All right. What do we got? Uh, here we go. Single parent is what she opens up with. Okay. Let's go uh, to start. <laughs> hey, you know what? Well, I, I, honestly, that's better. I'm fine. I'm, let it out there. Let me know I, right away. Right. That's true, but if, the, if we weren't doing this show, I would have deleted this already, but I'm going to read the rest. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M Chris Corpus Christi alumni, serving a mighty God, family is important. <laughs> this isn't going well, Rich. Uh, tall. She also used alumni improperly, but that's all right. She's an alum or an alumnus, but okay, go ahead. Tall, thick. Conservative. Oh my! <laughs> what? A, nothing more I love in a woman than being tall, thick, and conservative. Man, there's oh, one more. God, the best. Sassy. I like a sassy. I I laugh a lot more than I should. That's a sentence, by the way. <laughs> Put that Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, 
alumni education. I eat like a baby dinosaur. Oh, uh, do, I, well, do baby dinosaurs? I, I don't know. I, is that a common thing that baby dinosaurs eat a lot? Like, I don't. Really... Well, she is tall and thick, so she probably has a hearty appetite. But is that like um, a thing? Do like people like? Is that like? I've never heard that phrase. That's what I mean. Is that like a Texas thing? I've, like, I've never I eat heard like that a baby phrase. dinosaur. Like, oh, like all right, cool. Like, I mean, that might be like a Mesozoic era phrase. I don't eat, know. Eat like a baby dinosaur. Okay, I'll read the rest yeah, here while you're looking it up. I love providing a judgment-free ear. All I ask is that you are honest and upfront. Oh, Midnight it's from Road. a movie. Have you ever seen No Strings Attached with Ashton Kutcher and Lindsay Lohan? Because I haven't, but uh, mm. apparently no, that's what it's no. from. So, okay. Midnight Road Trips, Mario Kart, Aggie Football, Coffee. <laughs> Mario Kart? You're one of those and Mario? You're, you say Mario? you fucking old. You're old. All right, go coffee, ahead. Coffee and Christmas time. All right, let's go through those interests. Okay, wait, so Midnight- yeah. Midnight road trips. Um, uh, listen. I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll go drive around at midnight. No, I'm I don't have a problem. Oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah. Mario Kart. I'm gonna have to pass on the Mario. I like, Kart. I like, I like Mario Kart a lot. Aggie football. Well, she just you know puts that. She puts that because that's not like she doesn't actually like Mario Kart. Probably. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I'm sure she does. Hmm, a lot maybe. of people like what Mario system? Kart. What system? Let's be honest. Let's if we're gonna go here, let's let's get like. You want to match with her and ask her because uh, I'm deleting her as soon as I'm done doing uh, this. I think I'm okay, but go ahead. I was I, listen. I was finished. I'm at getting Saint married in like 14 days, so no, I'm all right. But uh, Aggie football. Listen, yeah, you know I'm I don't good. care. Yeah. Coffee. I've never had a sip of coffee in my life. Never. Oh no. I'm into the coffee. And... If she wants to hang out, dude. But she said coffee at Christmas time, right? Like so she did, like in no, no, June. No, no, those are two. Oh, those are two different <laughs> I thought things. she said coffee. In at, like at Christmas time, and I was like, "Well, drink coffee all the time." In- incorrect. Like, and okay. Christmas time. Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. I don't have a problem with Christmas time. Um, okay, here's the rest. She's not done. I can continue here. <clears throat> uh, right. My life has been a shitstorm lately, but I'm slowly <laughs> figuring it out. So please bear with me. Message me if you have strong hands and a gentle heart. Bonus points if you have a hairy face. So, this is a single parent. <laughs> Whose life has been a shitstorm lately, and she's figuring things out, and she is very religious. And um, this rich, this is a absolute waste of my that's, time. That's not. Good. Um, that's... This is never going to work out. She's clearly looking for uh, someone to go to church with, and um, like I don't know what the fuck, like go on dates and stuff. So this is getting <laughs> unmatched immediately. I, I probably, it oh wasn't. My that, go- it... Oh my god! This picture. Holy shit. Oh, this picture. She's skinning me? she's skinning a deer in the I am gonna text it to you. It's disgusting. I'm warning you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm texting it to you. Okay. Here. I'm looking at it right now. I, I apologize. It was Natalie Portman that was in No Strings Attached, not Lindsay Lohan, so I don't want any uh, no strings attached podcasts getting mad at us, but uh Can I prepare you for this picture? Yeah, I, I my phone's in my the, hand. Okay. I'm, I'm about to send it, but I'm gonna tell you what you're about to receive. The deer is skinned, like with the exception of its head. Oh, that's. And she's holding like the saw or the device, like, and she's going for the head part now. The 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 skin is hanging off the neck, and she's wearing a Phillies baseball shirt. So God, send this to you. There's nothing more. Like that's that's she's just about everything that I hate in like everybody. (laughs) I don't like this person at all. Like conservative, and you like killing animals for no reason. Other than it's fun for you, you like the Phillies, and you like Texas A and M basketball. I, I can't even figure out how to send a goddamn text from this phone. Well, I don't <laughs> want to do all these gimmicks. Oh, do you want to do enhanced? Do you want to uh, put a filter? No, yeah, I just want to send the there. fucking picture. Oh, okay. All right. Why? What is this shit? 
Now there's like an emoji screen. This is nonsense. This is not a, it's, I don't view these things as a toy, Rich. I just want to send a goddamn text. I'm too old for this shit. She's got a track right, phone. She's got a track phone. That's what my parents have. They, they seem to enjoy it. Yeah, right? I, I should. I should get that. <laughs> I should, I should down. No frills. Yeah. Look, you get... I'm a fancy man, though. I need the fancy phone. Oh. I, you know, I, I, all right, well, you should be fan, getting it then, any okay, second. All right, you want a fancy phone, but then you have, oh, God, it's hideous. All right. Didn't I, didn't I warn you? Yeah. Is that not a, a Dude, disgusting picture? What are you doing? It's grosser than it even appears when so you look closer. She's beheading uh, a deer. She's skinning the deer, as you can see. The, it, the, this, this is the kind of shit I deal with in Texas, oh, by the way. God. She's nine. Like, I would say that, okay, at least 60% of these Tinder profiles have a picture of a dead animal in there somewhere. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's obscene. I hate that. Look at that. It's disgusting. That's, yeah, that's hideous. Um, who would be into that? You need to send me like ten more texts now, so like, I just don't see it for a while. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Well, well I guess we should good. preview WrestleMania. So, fuck that deer! How dare it live without me chainsawing its head off? But uh, Dean Ambrose will be chainsawing someone's head off, maybe at WrestleMania. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. How do we transition? Like, I don't know how to get to the. What, what do we? Oh, I got another Tinder match. We can't do this all night. We no, we really preview can't. WrestleMania yeah. here. Yeah. The lovely Carrie. I'll, I'll just I'll I'll take a look at Carrie on my own. Now give me give me a quick little rundown of Carrie. Then we'll then we'll move on. Okay, let's see. She's thirty five. I'm in. I'm out. Okay. Um, twenty five miles away. That's and fine. here's the profile. Okay. Texas born and raised. Former collegiate softball player. Go Cajuns. She went to ah, Louisiana. Ah, Cajuns. Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette. Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working mother of three, divorced for many years. Well, so there's Carrie. That's fine. I was out at thirty-five. Three. I don't know about three kids. I don't like kids. Three, three kids, thirty-five yeah. years old. I'll do divorce. Divorce is fine. Kids. I don't know. Here's the problem with former softball players. She might be a little husky. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not fair. Those those softball players sometimes are a little husky. Well, she was a shortstop. You don't know that. That's possible. Yeah. You know, all her pictures are only from the neck up. That's not good, but. It's never a good sign. <laughs> it's not not ideal, but uh, she's kind of pretty. There you go. But Joe Lanza raising mean, three kids, three Texas born and bred kids. I like it. See, that's the thing. And I can't do the kids. Can't do the kids. I've tried very, very hard not to have my own. You know. Yeah. So well, I can't. I can't do that. All right. So we're gonna preview WrestleMania. I think so. Here? Oh, you're asking me. I've been waiting. This, no, this was a lot of. This was a lot of banter. This was. You're asking me. So you you say, oh, are we gonna do this or what? You're the, you're the one that's. Been, I I've not said a word. I've been. Every, everyone patiently... knows I have. Listen. Everyone listening to this knows I have no self control. You got to reel me in, man. You gotta yeah, reel well, me in. You're hard. I, you know. I was gonna save that that uh, that Clarence rant for Lanza unfiltered, and you know what? I'll tell you what. I might do it again with more detail because. As you know, the devil is in the details when it comes to storytelling, Rich. Oh, and certainly. I, really, yeah. I gave you the Cliff Notes version of that, and I think I might I want to know what to, Clarence uh, looks like. Because right now i got Clarence Mason in my head. Uh, and that's, oh, my I God. He looked – you know what? He looked a lot like – Clarence Mason was like 25. He was a black dude, about 5'6", very thin. Okay. The same – like that same like kind of – like but that, that like Chris Darden beard. And, uh, oh, huh. you know, Like he kind of looked like Clarence Mason, well, actually. What was the glasses? Do you have glasses on? There was there was a glasses situation. Yeah, mm. he would listen. Clarence was a real nice guy, and I'll tell you what, <laughs> well, he you maintained so great. Well, he maintained his professionalism all the way through, and then after I apologized to him, and he was done doing whatever he was doing to my phone, probably injecting it with viruses because I'm an asshole. Uh, he he hands me the phone and he says, 
enjoy your new phone, sir, which I guess they have to say to every customer. Uh, I'm sure that's a canned line. He said, enjoy your new phone, sir, and I hope you have a better day after this. He was a oh, really nice that's, man. What a good guy, Clarence. Get him so, on the, so get him on the podcast. I, get I him on Lance Unfiltered. You should go I, in there and what? have him come on there. That's not the worst idea. Yeah, I, I think you should But the go. problem is he might fear for his job. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yes. But maybe he hates but, his job. Maybe he's looking for an out. But I shook his hand and I thanked him for yeah. all his help. And, and I assured him that it's his company that I hate and not him. And, uh, you know, he just chuckled and walked away. So um, <laughs> I don't think he's probably he probably cursed me as soon as I, I was probably in store as soon as I left. This ranting lunatic with his button up pulled out of his because I looked like a my, my shirt was pulled out of my, my, my pants. I was I was ranting. I was raving. There was sweat going down my brow. OK, I was not having a good day. So I'm, I was probably the talk. Of this. Are we going to do WrestleMania here? We're going to do WrestleMania, yeah. Do you want to do the whole weekend? Because we, there's been a lot of changes. Or do you want to just start with WrestleMania and then we'll kind of work back from WrestleMania? I think what we're going to do, Rich, as we discussed in our production meeting, yes. we're going to break down the WrestleMania card in detail. Then we're going to quickly go back over uh, the other events and some of the things that have changed and some of the things that were newsworthy. And if people want a detailed rundown of the other events, they can listen to the show from two weeks ago, correct? Yes. Would it be two yeah, weeks we, ago? We yes. detail. We're going to do a little bit of detail here, but we did, like, we don't need to go through the exhaustive preview like we did last time. There's been a lot of changes, so we'll talk about those. But in we terms, will. yeah, like two weeks ago, we really broke it down a little bit. But I do want on this show, I do want your official path of greatness, though. That needs to happen, okay? I well, do you want my path or like the the normal not person's your path? path no, I want. Well, no, you have you have a that's a gimmick. I mean, you have your thing, but then there's you're, also you're right. there's also one that you recommend to other people. What you do isn't always what's recommended to the masses, you know. Correct. So, I will give the path to greatness because I don't think you want anybody else going to that Martinez promotion. So that's just your thing. Like, I cannot wait. I, I have to be completely <laughs> honest. I'm going to see, like, Will Ospreay wrestle Marty Skrull twice. I'm going to see these wild six-man matches. And, I, and legitimately, what I'm looking forward to most is that grimy Lucha show uh, with Rob Viper. To see Question Mark and Question Mark team up against Lowrider and Mingo or, like, Magno or whatever. I cannot wait for this grimy Lucha show. I'm yeah. so excited. I hope it's super authentic with the air horns and the do 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 like, all that shit. I want everything. I want it to be, what like, dirty as fuck. Uh, the Vavuzula. I, I got it wrong. People said yeah. I, I pronounce it wrong. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce it. I don't really care. But, yeah, it needs to be, like, dirty, too. Like, there's got to be, like, dust everywhere. Like, just for no reason. Like, even if it's, like, indoors, it's still, like, they, they just, like, they brought in dirt just to, like, I yeah, want it to be an experience. Yes. Yeah, like. I want a horrible venue. I don't want like Arena Mexico. I want a uh, uh, like like a DTU show in the middle of no like in the middle of Tijuana somewhere. Yeah, those ones that, that run outdoors. Like I forgot who that is, but there's always one like the Shalanga Mask or something. Is it one of those that yes, like Shalanga Mask? That's the it runs that's like the outdoors. There's like a tarp over like two. There's like two sticks in the ground, and then like a tarp over it, and the mask yes. like fucking wet and drenched in water. And they don't get. They just still they go, and everyone's soaking wet, and everyone's dirty, and it's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the show where Pentagon Junior hit a res square in the head with a chair when a res did the dive, and then he completely disrobed him of his and just legitimately beat the shit out of him, and then stripped him down as well? Do you remember I that? Match? I don't think I do. And this was before Pentagon Junior was a thing with the masses. Uh, if you remember, it was Rob Viper that turned me on to Pentagon Jr. And then I became obsessed with Pentagon Jr. And then Pentagon Jr., you know, of course, became part of Lucha Underground and everybody saw the greatness that was Pentagon Jr. But that is the kind of venue and the kind of event I'm looking forward to. Just legitimate beatings in the ring, uh, an absolute dangerous uh, uh, feeling situation. I want to feel like I'm in danger when I'm at this show. 
I don't want some, you know, major, I, like I said, I don't want the arena Mexico experience. No, I want to feel like I might not leave that place alive. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm hoping for. All right, but let's, uh, let's start with WrestleMania here uh, to, to kind of get it up. We're, we're of course, going to do our, our, our 0 to 10 gimmick. Uh, for all the matches here on WrestleMania, but uh, overall thoughts on Mania before we kind of break down the card. What, what's your your temperature on this show? Because I'm like, I, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. There's a lot, and, and I'm excited about like watching WrestleMania with friends and hanging out and doing that sort of stuff. But the show itself, like, I could take or leave it this year. I just have no connection to pretty much anything on this card, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And it's not, I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's like. There's just even the matches that I, I I'm interested in. They found ways to make me less interested as the build went on, and it's 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 very weird this year. Like more than any other year, it's me and WrestleMania are just are not. I, I don't know. I think uh, the card holds very little on paper appeal for me, but it's WrestleMania, and it's going to find a way to be entertaining. Oh, certainly. So that that part I'm not worried about. Uh, I got another Tinder. Maybe getting the new phone was the best thing That's that ever said. happened to me. Three Tinder matches in the span of of however we've been on this line. Maybe my phone wasn't working before. That's Does, that must be it. That's the t- <laughs> the t- no seriously. The Tinder dried up. The Tinder totally dried up for me, and I just chalked it up to small town. I've been through everybody. You know what I mean? Like they either match you or you know. What the fuck is going on today? I get a new phone, and they're just my phone is just buzzing with Tinder matches. But yeah. Um, WrestleMania, look, it's WrestleMania. It's going to find a way to be entertaining. I'm going to say the same thing I say every year. It's not a show that's ever about the matches. It's about the atmosphere. It's about the scope of the event. It's about uh, the, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Rich? Help me out here. It's it's about the ambiance uh, of WrestleMania. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're something trying along to describe. That, yeah. that, that's what I'm getting at. It, it's, it's never about how many four-star matches are there going to be. If you get a bunch of match of the year quality stuff, to me at a WrestleMania, that's a bonus. That's not what the show's about. And to me, that's really not what they really go for either. You might have one or two matches where they're going all out to have a spectacular. They want match the variety game. show more than more they than do. any WWE thing. They want this to be the variety show where you have, and, and you can see that from the stipulations in this match too. And like, go back to do past WrestleManias. You'll have your non wrestler matches. You'll have the, like it's it's meant to be the the a showcase of variety of the variety that WWE can offer. Pretty much is is always how I felt. Correct. And at least in most recent years, it's been that way. Yeah, I mean, last year's show was not a great show. I mean, just as a wrestling show, it wasn't a great show. But when I was finished watching it, you know, I said I enjoyed that. You know, I, I enjoyed yeah. that. And, and 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 just like we say for Wrestle Kingdom, look, I don't care that it's four hours. I don't care that it's five hours when you factor in the pre-show. It's fucking WrestleMania. Okay, you set the day aside. You plop in front of your TV. You invite some people over, you order a couple pizzas, and you sit there, and you watch wrestling for four or five hours, and it's okay. I'm never staring at my watch going, when is this show going to end? You know what I mean? Yeah, so that I don't have a problem with the length. The, the, that and Wrestle Kingdom are the two exceptions to me. Now, when you've got New Beginning in, in fucking... Osaka or wherever, or, or you've got, I don't know. Yeah, you look. I, yeah, I don't want that show going five hours. Okay, I got shit to do. But these two shows, I don't have a problem with it. And Kobe World, which also goes way too long. <laughs> so, and I love Dragon Game. God, that show is just a fucking chore every year. It's like, ah, oh, God, let's go. Like, 
And you know the funny thing about that is like the first half of the show, they're like flying through these eight-minute matches, and oh, you're like, yeah, wow, yeah. They're, they're really on the ball this year. And then you get to the second <laughs> There's half. There's only four and matches match left to go, and it's only been an hour. This is great. Like, <laughs> and we get fooled every time. And then yeah. the entire second half, the matches are like all four. Yeah, there's a two-and-a-half-hour Triangle Gate match. So you're like, all right, all right. <laughs> we got yeah. it. We got it. We got it. All right, uh, let's break down the card here, uh, WrestleMania 32. Uh, we now know the official the matches that will be on the pre-show and the matches that will be on the normal show. The pre-show is kind of a it, – it's a little bit tricky for people that, that aren't following. Like, some stuff's going to be on the USA Network. Some stuff's going to be on their YouTube page. Just follow what WWE's saying, but I think right now the pre-show matches are going to be on USA as sort of a lead into WrestleMania, but there's also going to be stuff on the network, like the pre-game show or whatever. But just keep up. You'll, you'll figure out what it is. Why Did, did you just send me another photo, or is this – this you got to see the All lovely right. Charlotte, twenty-two years of age. You got to see this one. Huh? I mean, not huh? my type, but no, not my huh? type at all. But you can see why I'm excited. I couldn't be less attracted to her because it's just not my type at all. But that's fine. But, but is that not an attractive woman? Uh, I mean, she's, it's not my yeah. type either. But that's an attractive woman. Uh, it says she owns forty-four cats. Are you turned off by that or what? Well, I mean, clearly that's a gimmick, Rich. Yeah, you don't know that. Well, actually, it says fourteen cats. It might not be a gimmick. Oh, I couldn't see um, the X was over that. Okay, all right. I own 14 cats. Meow. Nickelback is the best band of all time. Make America Great Again. I hate traveling, wine, yoga, and adventures. Oh, my God. This is like my dream woman. Yeah, or it's just uh, a troll. It's it's also like, but that's right. Hook them, and I speak sarcasm. She's totally shitting on all of the tropes. Yeah. All what right. a fantastic woman. There you go. And she clearly does and crunches. And she does crunches, is, yeah. And, and her name is Charlotte. Yeah. She definitely does crunches. Look at that belly. Pretty good. This woman's in shape. <laughs> Much like me, it looks like she spends hours in the gym staying yeah. in top peak physical condition. <laughs> When's the last time you actually worked out? And Rich, there is a dead animal as I scroll through. On picture number four. Oh, come on. She's she's with a friend and they're holding up the skull of a deer. Why? But like you love cats. Okay, so you own all these cats. You, but yeah, I don't I'll fucking just kill a deer and hold it off. Like, what the hell? I don't get it. Well, welcome to Texas. I just can't um, fathom that. Like, I'm not into these tall blondes, but I'll tell you what. She's getting a nice little conversation here. Okay, where were we? Um, I had just said that the, the pre-show stuff is going to be on USA or whatever. Are you going to put the phone away? Like, you're, you're, you're out of control with this new phone here. I had it away, but then it, it, <laughs> you're it, out of control. it buzzed and said I had another match. What am I supposed to you're do? Out of, not you're work? out of control. Rich, here's the thing. You're getting married in what? How many days? About 14, 15 days. Yeah, somewhere around there. Here's the thing, Rich. You don't know because you're not in the game anymore. But when you get a Tinder match, you got to be fast. You can't fuck. If you don't respond, if you like wait a couple hours, it's she's over, already yeah. talking to someone else. Okay. So I heard it. I had to take a look. Okay. So, you know, you but to be fair, you I, can't sweep them off to your feet, though. You can't like, you know, even when other guys are talking to you, you don't come in and go, hey, no, no. Rich, I'm, I'm the Joe king Lanza. of banter. I'm Listen, I'm, I'm the king of banter. If once I start a conversation, if they engage me, it's all over. OK, I'm not the king of banter for nothing. So but, what are you worried about? Because the thing is, they might if they're just looking for a quick hookup. Okay? Oh, I forget you're not looking to date. I, I, I okay, never mind. It, also, hey, look, my doors are always open for that possibility. <laughs> I forget that yet. I forget your, with, your number one intention is not I'm with bored single tonight. moms yeah, and right, shit. Right, but right, I'm right. saying, but you know, it's like you know, if she's gonna find, then she's gonna unmatch everyone else once she finds someone. That's I get how it. it works. I forget that. See that's, what I'm saying? I forget she's that that's quit. an objective. So okay, go ahead. Well, it's it's fucking Tinder. Yeah, no, I, I forget. I, I'm I'm. I, I'm pretend. I'm like an old guy to, to like. You're. I have to ask you how Tinder works. I'm like that guy. Yes. So, so I know. Thing, look, I know how it feels in your daily life. I know how it is to be old now. So it's it's good. So there you go. So I I will accept that shot you just took at me. But <laughs> when I'm on Match.com or something, WrestleMania. I, we have to talk you know, about like, WrestleMania. 
This is Tinder, though. You know, you got to treat it with the lack of respect it deserves. But you make Kalisto defending his United States championship against the Ryback. Zero to ten. That's on now. That's on the pre-show. That is a pre-show. That is officially a pre-show match. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, here's which is good. That might mean they'll get time. So. They, they could. I hope there's not like a commercial break in the middle of the match, but I'm sure that there oh, will be. Yeah, it's on USA, so I think. You know what's going to infuriate me is there'll, there'll be no commercial breaks when Byron Saxton is yucking it up and, and talking nonsense <laughs> on the Graves panel. Is, I tell you, he's more focused than I've seen him in years. And, da, 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 and then like, yeah, that. And then here's what'll happen: they'll lock up. Callisto will do a dive, and then that's their cue to take a commercial. Yep. And they're going to do that for all. How many pre-show matches are there? Four. Uh, three is what I got right now. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's that you know there's going to be commercials during these matches and it's going to infuriate me. But uh but yeah, look, Ryback is a guy who ha- he 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 does not work to his size. He does some really athletic shit for a man his size. Can you imagine Ryback a- like 25 years ago? I'm telling you, man. I'm like, telling that you. That guy would be the biggest sensation in wrestling history if that guy uh, like you don't change anything about his appearance. You don't change anything about his wrestling. You just take him, plop him in 1995, 1996, whatever, a fucking phenomenon. You, you know what I mean? Like, that guy would be I, everything. Well, <laughs> like, I tell you what, Rich, I disagree because wrestling does not evolve. Oh, right. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, he, this is a guy who I've been one of his harshest critics, but he, he really has added a lot to his game. And, and, you know, he's, he's a guy who clearly, when you watch him, you can tell that he's always trying to get better. And I have respect for that. So he's a guy that now I've kind of written off to where I was bored with him for a long time to where he's a guy I pay attention to. And I'm, and, and I'm glad that Callisto survived the Alberto Del Rio feud with the title. Yeah, I was kind of worried about that as well. But, but thankfully, they've sort of let Callisto be that guy and, and sort of be the standard bearer of that title for a little bit. I think he wins here. I think the whole intention of the match is just him sort of do some flips, get the crowd pumped up. I imagine, I don't know for a fact, but I could say, well, I don't know. Yeah, I said I could see this being the last pre-show match, but uh, there's another one that might take the kick. But but either way, we know the point. You know, the crowd's still going to be filing and doing that sort of stuff. It's fine. I think it's going to be a pretty good match. I think they're going to get a little bit of time. And like you said, Ryback, and I put this in the preview as well that'll be up on the website um, tomorrow morning, is... You know, Ryback is going to be such a good base for Kalisto to do his little jumps and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. it's just it's. I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be solid. And I think it's got the right placement on the pre-show. Gets a little bit of time. Gets the crowd pumped up. I'm cool with it. I think it's it's going to be a fun little match. There's a lot here, and I was talking to. Uh, let me plug Fighting Spirit Magazine because uh, the great work that uh, Brian Elliott and those guys do. I was talking to Brian because I'm I'm uh, reviewing WrestleMania for Fighting Spirit, obviously. And I said, you know, there's a lot of pre-show matches. What do you want me to do about that? Because normally in the in the pay-per-view uh, reviews, I blow off, you know, the, the, the pre-show match because it's not technically part of the pay-per-view. But there's three matches, three or four matches here on the pre-show, and we're really trying to figure out how whether I'm going to cover them or not. I mean, do you think it's a little abnormal to have this many pre-show matches on a WrestleMania? Yeah, well, they're doing, like I said, they're doing a, a, a telecast on USA uh, leading in. So I think that's a big thing too. USA doesn't want them to just, like you said, just have 
Corey Graves yucking it up for 15 minutes on, you know, at a time. So they're going to want to throw a little bit of matches in there. And I think it's a thing where they book these all out and then they probably go through the timing and go, okay. And the Triple H says, hey, you know, I need five right. more minutes. Or, you know, <laughs> Undertaker says, ah, give me 10 more. And then you kind of go and go and go and go, all right, you know what? Hey, we got this USA show. Let's put some stuff on this USA show and make it, give it a little bit of life. But all these people still then get their payday and all that stuff. And they're, they're advertising it too as like a six and a half hour spectacular or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Like it lets them advertise that. It lets them put these guys in front of that crowd. And I, I, I get it, but yeah, it is it is abnormal uh, for WrestleMania for sure. But uh, it, pretty pretty. How cool. long is this USA pre-show? Uh, I believe an hour. Hmm. So yeah, I think they're gonna have to hustle then. Yeah, they they're doing because there's uh, gonna be a lot of bullshitting at the desk, and well, isn't Mauro Ranallo handling that? Yes, but they're doing a they're doing bullshitting at the desk before this there's like an hour before this oh wow that they're doing a bullshit at the desk and then they're doing this and then they're doing mania so i think you might be able to get a lot of your bullshit with, but they're still going to want to do that they're so because it, it's going to be on usa they're making the last minute push or whatever so it's going to be constant hey WWE network hey WWE network WWE network they'll probably have some videos too like wh- whatever video they're going to show before you know the taker you know shane match they'll show that i'm sure i'm sure they'll show some triple h you know roman reign type video and stuff like that including these matches so yeah it could be but i don't know i don't know how long they're going to be on the studio stuff i, I really don't know that because they're going to have their hour yeah. to do that but they're going to want to do that here too they, they always do yeah right? yeah um oh god my headphones unplugged this is unbelievable all right one moment one moment one moment one moment okay now i can hear you again hello hi okay uh the total t- team total divas we had a 10 diva tag team match team total divas brie bella page natalia alicia fox and oh egads eva marie Everybody got very upset by Eva Marie. Uh, they're against Bad and Blonde, Team BAD and Blonde, Lana, Summer Rae, Naomi, Emma, and Tamina. There is so much. The, the behind-the-scenes drama behind this match <laughs> is so much more interesting than the match. Everybody hates Lana. Um, you know, it's like the, the fans all hate Eva Marie. Some of the women hate Eva Marie. Eva Marie and Lana hate each other. It's just There's just so <laughs> much drama. Emma's pissed. Everyone's I want a better pissed. spot. It, Emma should be pissed. Um, it, it's like, it, it, I don't know. It's the new Vince McMahon thing, and I tweeted this out the other day. It seems to be, okay, very few people are, are truly over his baby faces on this roster. Very few people are truly over his heels. It's kind of like the crowd just gives tepid reactions to everyone and no reactions to, to, to everyone else. Right. You know what I mean? Like, New Day on some nights will get a tremendous reaction, and I would I would classify them as over, wouldn't you? Oh, New Day, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dean Ambrose these days is probably over, yes, yeah, you know, to some degree. Uh, and there's probably a couple more, and then it's like everyone else on the roster it either depends on what city you're in or how the crowd feels that night. And it's like Vince McMahon's new thing is well. If I'm not going to get reactions, I'll take any kind of reaction I can get. So if they're going to boo the fuck out of Roman Reigns, fine. If I, I, It's like what we found out was he knew that Eva Marie was going to get that reaction, but he didn't care he, because at least it's a reaction. It's the fans reacting to something. I mean, clearly it's go-away heat in her case, or it seems that way to me anyway, as, as, as vicious as it is towards her. Um, but I'll tell you what, if someone else would have trotted down that aisle on Raw – would it have gotten any reaction at all? Yeah, no, exactly. So, and that's the thing. Have you watched, uh, have you been following NXT? Or, or at least her run on NXT at all? Her run on it? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's, it's, I think she's doing a good job with it. I think uh, as as much of a, like you said, it's sort of a, it's kind of a negative heat, but I think 
because she's embraced it a little bit and worked with it a little bit, it's almost in my mind, because I thought initially it was that, where it was, oh my god, people are just... But I think she's developed enough of a character around that to make it sort of... Make it a positive, uh, like, heel reaction or whatever. I, I really do truly believe that. Like, I, I don't know if it was that from the beginning, but I think she sort of harnessed that. She seems to embrace it a little bit as well and help out with it and really, really, really shockingly beyond her, you know, age and, and wrestling or whatever, really seems to kind of be able to harness it more than most people do. And like you said, I think one way or another, they just want reactions. They just want, you know, they want you to be passionate one way. I mean, the John Cena thing is the biggest example of that, of like, he would come out there and say, hey, boo me, love me, I don't care, just glad you're making noise or whatever. Like, he would literally say that every single night. So, yeah, you know that that's what they say or what they think at this point. The the thing about it is, um, I I felt, first of all, I feel like she's a manager. And that's that's essentially what she is in NXT. Uh, for the most part, especially now, since the working standard with the women had that bar has been raised to where you either need to keep up or you're just going to fall behind. I feel like she's never going to get to an acceptable working standard uh, to where that bar is these days. I think there's value in her as a manager, um, but they don't really do managers. That's the thing. And you can see with even with, with Lana now, who we thought would never wrestle. I mean, You know, it looks like they may eventually transition her into the ring. Now, they just, this company, just for whatever reason, they just, with the exception of Heyman, they just, they're reluctant to do, look how good Zeb Coulter was. And they did everything in their power to get him off TV. And the guy was tremendous. So they just, but but to me, you know, she would be make a very ideal manager. I don't think she's ever going to be able to cut it in the ring at, at the level that she needs to. Yeah, and a lot of her but, NXT work, which which I've enjoyed, a lot of it is sort of trolling at how, like, not good she And, like, you can only do that for so long, you know what I mean? Like, to go in there and just do, like, a yes. headlock and be like, look, I can do this. Like, you can but, only do know, that a few times. Yeah. Work, and, and she has to work that way because she's really bad. Right, exactly. And that can only go so far before people go, okay, you're just bad. Can you stop being bad? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it, she has to do that because right. she's awful. Um, Because the first couple times they sent her out there, she, you know, she she tried to have a legitimate match, and she was just terrible, like beyond terrible. Which again, we defended because it's developmental. I, re- I recall we defended it at the time, like, all right, come on, you know, lay off. You, you, look, you got to take the good with the bad with NXT because it is developmental, you know, technically. Um, but I mean, she's really bad, and and the women are just getting better and better. They're recruiting better women. The training is better, and they're just, they're just and, and and they're not out there to be a joke anymore. So I, 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 I don't know. I just don't think she's someone who's going to be able to keep up. But um, they're playing it up, too. If you notice the mannerisms of her teammate, of the total Divas team, it's like they didn't want a team with her. Like, they're just looking at her. They don't want her raising their hands. You know what I mean? So it's like like you say. It's kind of like what they're doing in NXT. They're playing up that she's awful to the point that these people don't even want a team with her. Right. So exactly. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I was fine with it, yeah. Were, are, are mad and annoyed. Yeah. I imagine being that upset. It. Imagine being upset about this. Who cares? Like, I thought it gave it a little bit of juice. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, because people I, thought like Lita was going to come. It's like, no, just chill. Like, it's not what the point know, that, of this match that is. I would, if Lita would have walked out, I would have forgot about that five minutes. I don't right, care exactly. about Lita. Yeah, I don't give a single shit about Lita. I don't. I, what do you want to see Lita again? For? I don't want to see another Lita match. Give me a break. WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. And we're going to get into this. Half of this card is dragging people back from the past. Can we give some new people a chance now and then on a fucking pre-show match? Do we need Lita in a pre-show match? Do we really? I mean, come on. 
you know, it's funny. It's, it's like the same people that will complain about. Oh, and then like, yeah, they're they're probably like, oh, why did they bring Lita back? Ah, oh, Tristratus, come on, bring Tristratus back. It's like, oh, come on, what, what is it? Like, pick a lane. But yeah, that's that's that. So, so anyway, um, the, the the word here is, um, you know, Lana and 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 Eva Marie hate each other's guts. Uh, Lana's jealous that Eva Marie is in the match. Uh, like this, this is the this is the this is the gossipy stuff. This is the behind the scenes stuff. This isn't the wrestling storyline. People who have been ignoring the wrestling storyline. That's not what I'm talking about here. So the idea being is is keep an eye on this because you're gonna have two very green wrestlers in there in front of eighty thousand people, possibly attempting to upstage each other and making complete idiots of themselves. <laughs> So I'm very intrigued. I gotta, I'm going 10 out of 10. Yeah, I want to see Lana and Eva Marie in the... I, I hope there's like a troll too where they both get tagged in or whatever. And it's just like, you got to go. And it's just like, all right. I think that's <laughs> definitely going to happen. I do that's too, like yeah. 1, 000, look, at the, look at the angle on Raw. I mean, they've totally set that up. So, I mean, you know, it's... Look, if anyone should be annoyed here, it shouldn't be Lana, who isn't even a wrestler. It should be the other eight people in the match who busted their ass all year, who now the focus of the match is on Eva Marie and fucking Lana. They should be annoyed, not Lana. Lana has no reason to be annoyed. <laughs> oh, Lana will find a way to get annoyed. So it's not too hard to get her annoyed. Can, so let me tell you something. I can't wait for the Rob Feinstein shoot videos of these divas after they all get fired in about eight years, and 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 when the topic of Lana comes up, because this this woman is such a heat magnet, and and the things that we, I mean, I cannot wait when these people can just let loose on Lana. I cannot wait. It's going to be tremendous stuff because I don't think she's long for this business. Do you? Oh, God, no, no. And, and like we I, and I'm sure we hear like 10 percent of the stuff. You know what I mean? Like like oh, yeah. like uh, what's public? We probably it's probably 5 percent. We probably hear another 10 percent of people like DMing us and and that sort of stuff. That that can probably only scratch the surface of like the stuff that goes on on like a a daily basis. Back, I mean, just follow the Twitter accounts of Rusev and her. Like like the littlest thing. Like like today they were you, ranting you mean, about you, like what, oh what sorry. you mean is follow the Twitter accounts of her and her. Yeah right right yeah because she tweets yeah. at both. But like you can tell when they're like at a restaurant and like Lana's pissed off and like Rusev will be like tweeting about how he hates the restaurant or like like today they were bitching about American Airlines or something. It's just like oh my. God, like I can't imagine, like like what the caterers here, what the hairdressers here, what what the the makeup people, you know what I mean? Like it's just nonstop mm-hmm. every second, and like the stuff that we hear is just like, oh my God, yeah, they like that that the second she gets fired, people are going to be lining up to to do whatever they can, and it, yeah, that's. Gonna I've be- I've I've always maintained every time Lana tweets out like an inspirational tweet. Oh, something pissed her off. Yeah, you. yeah. Someone pissed her off, that, and she's really that means like, that's that means that someone just side-eyed her in the back, and, right? And, and and made a snide remark at her, right? I mean, you can just you can just feel it through the tweets when she makes those inspirational tweets that Alicia Fox just gave her the most <laughs> right. apathetic eye roll in the history of apathetic eye rolls. Well, because they're always I mean? about like overcoming like adversity. Like they're never yes. just like like reach your dreams and like. Do it. It's always like people let will doubt you the whole you. way, yeah. but don't, don't let them stop you. Like it's always, it's always those. It's always like someone got in your way, or someone's judging, or like let those who judge be, you know, cast aside or whatever like that. Yeah. It's always those. It's never like, hey, just have a good day. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be great. But yeah, Lana and even Marie will at some point get in the match. So, so I'm going ten out of ten with this because yeah, there's some morbid curiosity uh, to this match for sure. Yeah, I didn't give a score for whatever the other match we talked about. Kalisto Ryback, but 
I'm looking forward to this, man. I got to go nine. I, I, because I'm intrigued by, will it be a train wreck? And will it be because they give way too much time for even Maria and Lana? And my answer to that is yes. I think that's exactly what will happen. Uh, and then the final pre-show match, we have the Usos against the Dudley boys. I'm at about a three here. I uh, got anything with the Dudleys. <laughs> I can't really. Is there anyone more desperate on WWE television these days than Bubba Ray Dudley? Every segment he's in, he's got to be the loudest person involved. He's got to be the one. Uh, if you notice, you know, he was front and center catching Roman Reigns on the big dive and, and he's running. He so desperately <laughs> wants a push. I mean, do you remember back when um, they did the uh, when when WCW and ECW, the awful angle that, you know, they wrapped up two years worth of angles in one night and they combined yeah. WCW and ECW and all of those people were in the ring. And one of the things that Dave Meltzer noted, which was a thousand percent true, was you had all of like these undercard prelim guys from WCW and ECW all trying to squeeze their faces into the camera shot <laughs> while Shane and Stephanie were talking. And they were all like making goofy faces and trying to make sure they were the ones standing over Shane's shoulder. And, that, you know, because begging to get noticed in this sea of humanity. Little do they know the company didn't give a shit about anyone in that ring other than Stephanie and Shane. Okay. That's what Bubba Ray Dudley reminds me of because he's always hamming it up and he's always obnoxiously loud and he's always trying to be front and center whenever he's on the screen. And he's just so, he comes off so desperate for a push and he has no clue that there are no plans for him. Well, people there are, are people no have been talking about that. People, do you think there's no chance? Because people have said, oh, hey, is this the blow-off of Devon? Does Bubba turn, you know, finally get that singles heel run that we all want? Uh, you know, the, the one from TNA. Do you have any idea that this is going to be that? Like, that this is the jump-off point of that? Like, Jimmy and Jay put him through a table or something like that, or put Devon through a table, and this then, now Bubba becomes, you know, on his own. Or Any chance that happens or no? I would love for that to happen because I think Bully Ray was a great character, and I think Bully Ray would get over in WWE if he did that act instead of the act he's doing now. The problem is Bully Ray is not a WWE thing, and you know how this company feels mm-hmm. about things that aren't theirs. I don't think they're ever going well, to pull at, the trigger on Look that. at him coming out the Royal Rumble. <laughs> you know, like, that's all you need to see is, like, yeah. everybody going, oh, my God, it's Bubba. Oh, <laughs> he looks like Bubba from 2000. Like, they put him in the complete, dumb glasses. Yeah. yeah, like, ah, oh, you're not fat enough. Put this on. Like, I mean, geez, the guy busted his ass to get in shape, completely <laughs> reinvented himself, and went on a real good run in TNA. Yeah. The Aces and Eights angle, which clearly was overdone and was shit. He was always a solid. But what about those matches with Austin Aries? Oh, great! Those? Yeah, those are great. I mean, he did the best work of his career. That was that the last character. breath of TNA for me, honestly. Uh, like, really, yeah, that was it. 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really it for me. And that, that, and a lot of people would agree with you, including Garrett Kidney. I mean, he always talks about that, you know. And and I always talk about it. 2012 was a great year for them. And uh, Austin Aries wins the title from Rude, and then Aces and Eights happens. And, you know, the early days of Aces and Eights, it was okay when Aries was feuding with Bully Ray and, and, and stuff like that. But then, then Aces and Eights just overwhelmed and took over the company. And, it, you know, it, then it went down the shitter. But, but Bully Ray was always, you know, you know, in a vacuum, a tremendous performer. And he had good matches, too. But, no, my answer to your question, though, is no. I don't okay. think they'll ever do that. And I, and, but I, I, hope, I wish that they would. I'm with everyone else. I think that would work. And they need heels. They need top heels. They need you know credible heels. He'd be perfect. Hey, for that. And he's and, great on the mic. Yeah, absolutely. 
he'd be I know he could pull it off, but I, I it's just not their thing. Yeah. It'd be nice. I, I hope so, but yeah, they probably don't even know that he can do singles work. You, you know, like even if he mentioned it to them, they'd probably go, Okay, yeah, whatever. Because they don't know him as that. You know what I mean? Like they know him mm-hmm. as one half of the Dudley boys that puts people through tables. Like that's all they've ever had. And yeah, I could so. see them I could see them splitting the Dudley boys and letting him do his own thing, but it will it won't be what that was. And, right. And oh, do, that, do you remember when they were? Work. Do you remember when they did split for a little bit? Like yes, 2000, it was Reverend Devon, and Bubba and, was just like, "I'm Bubba Ray Dudley." Like he had nothing. It was like, "Hi, I'm on Raw, and my name is Bubba Ray Dudley." And like he put people, yeah. he was just he put people through tables, and he was just Bubba Ray Dudley by himself, putting people through yeah. tables, as opposed to Bubba Ray Dudley with Devon putting people through tables. So yeah, and that Devon like, did the Reverend thing with Deacon Batista. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the introduction of Batista. So which was like. Even worse than being a sea monster was being like Deacon Batista. <laughs> Leviathan, the monster from yeah, the deep. Yeah. Why don't they put OV, those OVW tapes on the network? I don't know why they don't. That's tremendous stuff to look back on, you know, in hindsight. You got, uh, you got music. Cena, you have, you John, probably have music issues, right? I bet they played like. Yeah, they got music issues with everything. So, yeah, so what? You know, true. it's like, you know, John Cena rapping backwards and, and, and Leviathan from the deep and Randy Orton and, and, and Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin as a tag team. Rob Conway, and, you know, rocking everybody. Yeah, yeah. Conway and Steve Bradley having these three and a half star matches on TV every week. Like, that, I would love to dig into that stuff, you know, I, that, 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 you know, but, you know, we'll get more ECW and we'll get more fucking, you know, WCW, uh, you know, Monday Night War. And, you know, it's. I would, and it's our fault, you know, because if people would watch the other shit, they'd give us other shit. Uh, they're, they're starting Clearly, to put a decent amount of stuff on there, though. They are, but they are. They are giving a little more variety. But the thing is, there's even a catch with that because then you look, all right, they give you Smoky Mountain, but it's all Chris Jericho stuff. Right, right. They give you, you know what I mean? It's like, but it, I'm not, look, I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. But, but yeah, we're, 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 we're going off the course here again, Rich. I know. Get I know. me back on course. All right. I apologize. All right. Now we get to the, the, the meat of the show, the real part of I the show. I fuck up and you apologize. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love that. That's, that's kind of me. Uh, all right. Three on four handicap match, even though nobody believes it'll actually stay three on four. Uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods, of course, against the League of Nations, King Barrett, Sheamus, Alberto Del Rio, and Rusev. As I put in the uh, preview, there are people that will probably complain because this – I, I, I'm guessing this match, people are going to come. I don't know who the other fourth guy is going to be. It could be The Rock. It could be Ron Simmons. I don't know who the fuck it is. This is going to be a shit show. People are going to interfere. It's going to be a joke. The New Day is going to have unicorns and stuff. But what I said is people might roll their eyes at that and go, oh, you know, what the, what the hell. Do you really want to see the New Day and League of Nations have like a 15-minute back-and-forth match? Because I don't. I don't care to see that. I want them I to come out on, like, Unicorns and the fucking Rock to come out or Slick. Like, like how cool would it be to have Slick just come down with the New Day? Like, to do that. Like, don't have – nobody needs, like, an actual match between these two. Nobody cares. I completely agree. League of Nations stinks. I'm not interested in them at all. Like, do you really want to see that a control period of, like, King Barrett, like, tagging Sheamus as they control Kofi Kingston in the corner or whatever? Like, no. Nobody wants to see that. Is it going to be – like, no one really knows what, how it's going to shake out, right? It's just kind of like, – We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, the wildest of speculation is because it's League of Nations that Hulk Hogan comes out with the new day. Of course, that's <laughs> never going to happen. Now, if, now uh, I mean, Biggie Big did just like three months ago call him a piece of shit. I, or like, remember, he got really upset at him at Twitter for the whole, you know, I'm a giant racist thing. Mm-hmm. I, I um, feel like that's uh, that's a little too early to say, hey, guys, here's Hulk Hogan. Now, like, now if I if, if I was a betting man, 
would I say that Hulk Hogan will be back with this company at some point? Oh, God, yes. I would absolutely 1 million percent say he'll be back with this company at some point. Maybe not with the group of black guys. Not with a group of black guys and not this soon either. Yeah, maybe we should just let that cool a little bit. Yeah, I agree. A little too early. I could see The Rock um, or someone like that. Who knows? Slick. Slick will be there the night before. That's who I, I said. Think if it, see, here's the thing. If, if it's The Rock, don't you have to add? Well, isn't he ever, is he advertised for the show? I believe he is, but not like. Okay, well then it can be him then because if he's announced for the sh- See, if it's The Rock and you don't advertise him for the show, that's a big mistake in my opinion. Did they do that a couple years ago with Austin Hogan and The Rock, though, where they, they weren't announced, right? I don't think so. Yeah, was WrestleMania 30. Yeah, WrestleMania 30. I don't know if uh, I don't know. You know if they in, said. Hindsight, that, in hindsight, that's pretty stupid. Wouldn't you want to tell people they're going to be yeah. there rather than just get the surprise? Yeah. I mean, from from a fan point of view, it was cool that it was a surprise. But from a business point of view, you, you might want to let people know. They do that a lot now. They do a lot of the surprise comebacks now, and it's like, eh. I don't know. Like he's only the biggest movie star in the world. You might, you might want to people know he, you know, that yeah, he's showing up. But yeah. I, but I think that they did though this time. I think it's well. I'm pretty, I I think that said he's coming to wrestle. I don't know if they've said what he's doing quite yet or like uh, oh right. the rock will. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's fine. Like, it was, I think yeah. that's how it was last year. They said he's going to be here. We don't know what he's doing, so just wait. But so. wasn't he the host? Was he the host last year? I thought that was no, that was like 27 or whatever. Last year he just came out and did, that was the Ronda Rousey thing or something. So. Yeah, what am I thinking? He was the host to set up the two Cena matches, yeah, wasn't he? Right, and that like, was 27. Holy shit, I that was like five years ago yeah, or something. Got the Miz, the Miz and John Cena in the main event. Yes, you're right. You're right. We, have, we have changed quite a lot from there. All right, uh, but that match, I'm going like five out of ten. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I think it should just be a shit show. I don't want it to be a, a long back and forth match. I, I don't care to see a match between these two. There's enough matches on this card. Make this something fun. Make a bunch of guys come out. Make it just a side show. I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. I don't really. I, I don't care at all about this. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I hope it's just something fun. Yeah. I, I don't want a match. But anyway, uh, twenty man battle royal for the Andre the Giant Memorial trophy joe you want me to go over who is in this battle royal do we know all 20 names i believe we know um read them off i'll count them okay all right let's see here one sec the link that i was going to use and, and i'll tell you whether they can win or not we'll do that <laughs> okay one <laughs> sec the uh the link i was going to use did not work so god damn it all right well, well i could check tinder while you're looking yeah dude, why don't you do that yeah see how that's going i haven't gotten a match in the last 10 minutes but i can't <laughs> complain three matches in 15 minutes i mean come on i'm not greedy that's not um, bad yeah that'll work and that's Charlotte. She's getting a little conversation. I promise you that. Uh, Krista already got unmatched, if you're, in case you're wondering. Krista and her skinned deer and her uh, her love for the Lord, she was uh, she was unmatched. Oh, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. See. This is just the worst. I've tried like six different places. I'll just go to WWE.com. Fine. There. Oh, that would be the source, wouldn't it? I forgot their website's so terrible. Well, I thought Wikipedia, you're supposed to have that, but no. They, you know why their website's so terrible? Because every website these days like wants to be, be like, you know, little they want to be that, mobile friendly. Yeah, or at least it'll be a, uh, you know, like a little, little, little footnote. The problem with these, the problem with these websites being all mobile friendly is that they look like shit when you're just home chilling on your computer. Yeah, the WWE.com you know I mean? redesign like, is, is horrendous. Like that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's clearly made for phones. It's but it's, what's, it's made for your phone. <laughs> what's funny is. We've made it, we, and, and like, you know, doing a little bit of web design myself, like, now that it's so easy to make a design that looks good and that also is responsive to your phone that can change depending on your screen size. But yet everybody has decided, you know what, let's, let's, because remember back when they used to have like mobile websites or whatever and they were like garbage and it was just a white page with lines on it. Then we got yes. away from that for a little bit when people realized, oh, you can design these things and there's, but now for some reason we're back to like the fucking everything being like super generic for phones. And it's like, you don't have to. Like, I have a giant screen, like, I have all this stuff, like, you can just make it look the same. Like, do you use Tapatalk? Uh, I do, yeah. 
I never use it. I like just having the full site on there because the screens are big enough where I can fucking see everything. Yeah. I don't need Tapa Talk. This is the point you're making. You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm sort of grandfathered me. into Tapa Talk because I've been using it for like ten years now. So that's yeah, but it's like I usually decline because I rather I can like you said the screens are big yeah. enough and and everything's vibrant enough where I don't feel like I need Tapa Talk anymore. The participants anyway. of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, you're, you got the count here. I'm and you're going to give, ready, man. and you're going to give percentages. Are you doing percentages or? Uh, let's wing it. I'll let you know. Okay. Keith Slater cannot win it. That's one. Okay. Curtis Axel two. Adam Rose uh, he cannot win it either. That's three. Bo Dallas cannot win it. This thing Four is horrendous, people. by the way. Uh, the Big Show he can win it. Uh, I would not be shocked if he won it, but I do not think he will win it. That's five. Kane. He absolutely can win it, but I don't think he will. Six. Tyler Breeze. Um, absolutely. He might. <laughs> he is in contention, seriously, to be the first person thrown out. Absolutely. They hate this man, and he's the seventh <laughs> entrant. Uh, Mark Henry. Uh, he can win. It would be a nice going away present for his, what will I believe will be his final WrestleMania. Yeah, in Texas, too. He seems like a pretty good I, He's pick, So yeah. far, he's my pick. That's number eight. Uh, Jack Swagger. He cannot win. He's number nine. Uh, Fandango. <laughs> he might be the second guy eliminated. And <laughs> they might eliminate them both at the same time just to prove. Who desperately needs a repackaging <laughs> as much as Tyler Breeze does. And that's the 10th entrant. There's nothing sadder. And he's all, you know, you know, when you know you're in bad shape in this company, I'm going to tell you how you know when you're in bad shape. When, depending on the match, you're a baby face or a heel. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that is fantastic. Do, do you know those kind of people? I don't know what like, Fandango is. I honestly, like, I turned on, like, I was just, like, I was bored. And I was just watching, like, Superstars or something the other day. And, like, I turned it on, and I, I like, that people were cheering Fandango. And I'm like, I thought it was a heel. And I was like, I don't know. And then, like, I read Bryn, you know, who does the reviews on our website. And he talks about how he's like, well, Fandango was a heel today. Well, now he's a baby face this time. And it's like, all right, well, that's the end of that. So. Depending, it's like, depending <laughs> like, who he's doing the job for. That's what he is. It's not good. And it, yeah. and it has that, you know what I mean? It has that whole like WCW pro vibe where like some guys were just whatever. They were whatever the situation called for, you know, like, and that's the worst place to be where they can't, where they care so little about you that, that you're not even a face or a heel. You're just a guy. Yeah. And the worst thing about fan, there's nothing sadder in this company <laughs> than baby face Fandango Fandangling with a smile on his face. And then the camera desperately looking for the just one or one two person. fans who are doing one. it. Just and one. they always manage to find one. And the person's always doing it super ironically. And they don't, they're do not they not doing it because they like him. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, I'm going to be the one person fandangling here. Oh, they want to get and on camera. They, and they know that yes. they, uh, it's not they, too it's hard. Yeah. Very, you go to a show. That's how you get on camera. You <laughs> fandango with babyface fandango because you'll be the only one doing it. And they will find you. They are going to find you. And I really feel bad for the guy because he's got to be with there with that cheesy smile. And he's a talented guy, okay? Maybe he's not Mitsuhara Masawa between the bells, but he's a talented dude. I don't know about that. Let's, let's not get crazy. I mean, he's pretty good, but no. He's okay. I'm joking. I mean, oh, I, <laughs> I like I how like that's the like, name you brought up. <laughs> not I like you were making an argument for, no, for, God, for his no. working ability. No. I'm like, he's all right. But, but I like how that's like, the guy you brought up. Like, not, not like some mid-level guy, and he's like, oh, he's not like that good. No, he's not as good as like arguably one of the top five wrestlers of all time. But No, he's not. He definitely You're right. Not, you're, you are correct, Joe. He is not as good you. as Masawa. So, I, uh, listen, right. I'm, I'm very often correct, and in this case, I'm correct again. <laughs> Nailed it. But yeah, the point here is – He's a pretty talented guy, you know, and it's like I'm shocked that they can't find a, more of a use for him. But anyway, he's the 10th guy. 
And it was what two years ago that he was beating Chris Jericho yes. on the same very show right. in his debut match. Life coming at you fast, yeah. Yeah, that's all. That but uh, yeah, I, I speaking of, and then we'll get back to this. I, I got down a w, uh, WCW Pro wormhole the other day. That's a great show. That Monsoon Classic like YouTube page. Oh, I just it was he's like one a, day. A, oh, he's he's the greatest man in the history. What of the a great world. man! Yeah, he is doing what the network should be doing. Yeah, and oh, they should hire the guy. I didn't realize how much he had really. Like I was because he like tweet out, and I think it's I thought it's just like little like oh here's like one or two the WCW Pro matches. Here's a here's a worldwide, and then when I see his playlist and I see how organized it was, I was like. Dude, I watched like like three hours of like 1999 WCW Worldwide the other day. Like, why do I do that? Why would I want that? But I loved it. It was the greatest thing ever. I watched it's Shotgun great. Saturday Night. I watched like two hours of Shotgun Saturday Night. What am I doing? He had a Kid Romeo metal match. <laughs> I mean, who has that stuff? I mean, it's just crazy. Like, like post buy, like post WCW purchase, Kid Romeo working a seashell. I mean, and the thing with Monsoon Classic is he posts stuff with themes. Like, it's not just haphazard. You know, he he puts it up there with a little theme. He's a clever guy. They should. I'm I'm dead. I'm, I am dead serious when I say they should hire that guy. He would do a tremendous job programming the network. Absolutely. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Uh, all you right. Know, the minor stuff. You don't put him in charge of original <clears throat> programming. You put him in charge of the of the fringe. Well, we've always said the like the happen. fact that they don't have like like the programming is so off. Like they don't like three sixteen. Like the perfect example. March sixteenth. Did you think they had any Stone Cold Steve Austin content that day? Nothing. You would you would think they had something prepared for like ready that's to the shoot easiest the fucking thing in the world. Yes, like just play a bunch of Stone Cold matches, play the Stone Cold yes. documentary, play WrestleMania 14 or what? Nothing. It was just a normal business usual day. Oh, here's They've like got a... hundreds of his matches on <laughs> tape like... between between like four different companies. Yeah, it's you know it, what oh, I mean. God. They've got his he's got world class his entire, stuff. <laughs> they've got his world class stuff, which is on there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, on some of those world class episodes, and he and you could see why people thought he was a blue chipper right out of the gate, little Jim. Oh Ross yeah, oh god, he's like you. yeah, and especially because he's like he's like six months, like eight months in the business, and you can already tell the guy's good. He's literally like a rookie, yeah. Like 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 he's in his first year, and he's already tremendous. They've got all his ECW stuff for the you know I guess he met matches there, but all the all the promos and stuff, they've got all his WCW. They've got his entire career on tape. I mean, do something. You're right. They could have taken advantage of that day. No, and that's like a perfect example of like you. You don't get it. You still don't get it. Like, and that's not hard. Like, just like I, I, that could honestly just be checking a bunch of boxes. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, just You're having right. one thought in your head of, hey, it's 316. Let's have a bunch of Stone Cold content, or hey, let's do WrestleMania 14 today, or you know, like just stuff like that. It's just basic, yeah. but they don't do it. So, uh, Damian Sandow, I kind of forgot that he existed, but entrant number eleven. Yeah, we don't. We don't have the. Actually, we do not have all twenty here. I believe the Wyatt family is going to get involved at some point, but uh, okay. we don't have them involved. But anyway, I'll go with the names that are on WWE.com, and yes. then we can. Uh, Darren Young. Okay, entrant number twelve. He cannot. Win. Oh, I'm sorry. Would Damian stand out? Does he have any chance of winning? Oh, not a chance. Okay, all right. Uh, Connor, your guy. <laughs> got a singles Connor. match. You got a singles match on Raw uh, this week. Did he really? Yeah, he did. How did I miss that? I watched yeah. the whole show. Wait, <laughs> that's, that's not hard to do. Connor was a, had a singles yeah. match on Raw. Yeah. Was Victor in his corner? Uh, that I don't remember. How did I miss this? Well, it didn't last very I'm worried, long. Uh, listen, I'm worried about Victor if he wasn't Uh-oh. around. I'm worried about, and Victor is the better one. <laughs> you think they're going to keep Connor around more, longer? I, well, where was Victor for this singles match? Yeah, Kalisto beat him in a minute fifty. Minute fifty. Connor? Yeah. Was it an official title shot? Uh, I do not believe the U.S. title was on the line. 
<laughs> see, these are the things that matter to me. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, you know what I mean. Non-title, no, they, they, uh, cage match. Thankfully, uh, specified non-title match. So, do you know how much of a loser you need to be? Like, <laughs> okay, like in Japan and stuff, like guys earn title shots. You know what I mean? Like it means something. Do you know how much of a scrub you need to be to where they specifically say that your match against the champion? <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, 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 trust match? us. It's not for the U.S. title. This one is not we for promise. the title, guys. <laughs> we promise. Connor is not getting a title shot. We swear this is not for the title. And it being WWE that's, like, trying to keep yeah. that alive, like. Yeah, I mean, you really got to be bad. You really have to be horrendous. That's 13, by the way. Yeah, that's Connor. Uh, Victor, as well, will be in the, uh, the that's battle That's 14. Yeah. Uh, Gold Dust. That's 15. He cannot win. And then our truth. That's 16 men. Um, here's what I want to know. You're going to get the Wyatts for sure, I think. They're not on, so that, and they're not doing anything well, else. Yeah, and That would make 20. Uh, well, I don't think Luke's going to be there. but <laughs> oh, Harper. oh, yeah, I forgot about Harper. So that would be 19. And then, oh, well, then I'll tell you what. It's pretty, it's kind of odd that they put this on the main show. Maybe that last guy is going to be a big guy. The Rock. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, why not? Yeah, fuck it. Just have The Rock in Could every you... segment. Like, just, literally have him just walk out every single time. Like, ah, oh, The Rock's back. Whatever. No, no, hold on a second. In all seriousness, yeah. I mean, would it shock you if he went out there and worked a 12-minute battle royal no. on one thing? It'd be a nice pop and everything. The problem is, unlike a – see, in a Rumble, you do that and you make him number 30 or whatever. This he's got to be out there with the geeks the entire time. Yeah, yeah and he's got to have like a guy in the corner, like putting the boots to his throat for like six minutes. Like it kind of wears <laughs> out yeah. the 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 surprise, you know? Like because battle royals stink. Let's face oh, it. Oh, they're the worst. I mean, oh, have you ever seen a good? Battle well, no, you know Royal? how you know your meme on like me and elimination matches. That's what I am on like though like that style. Like I like the Royal Rumbles. I like Aztec Warfare. Like those sort of style of the guy. One yeah. guy comes out at a time. There is nothing worse than like everybody getting the ring, the bell rings, and then fucking people sit and stand around for twenty minutes while they slowly but surely get thrown out of the ring, and the camera yeah, misses listen, every single guy. It's the worst. And yeah. I don't blame the wrestlers. It's hard. I mean, what do you do to fill that time when there's a? Th- you know, well, you what can't I mean? get whipped like, on the ropes. You can't go anywhere because yeah. there's just people everywhere. So you just choke guys in the corner for 20 minutes until you look around and go, "Oh yeah, all right, that's my time to go." Bye. Like, all right. that, the most interesting thing about a battle royal is watching guys and ha- and how they get nervous when they're not paired up with someone, and they just they just look around. Yeah, <laughs> I love watching guys meander around the ring looking for a warm body. And the best part about that is, in this company, you have to find someone on the opposite side. Like if you're a heel. You meander around, and then sometimes you'll see them lock eyes with another heel, and then they both think better of it, right? And then they, like, meander around and, like, desperately look for a baby face. It's my favorite thing when I watch these battle royals. But, yeah, they're never good. And that's the problem, and that's why I would say this wouldn't – look, that's why – you can't have the rock out there for 12 minutes no, just, kidding, you know, yeah. ch- choking Connor in the corner. I mean, he's <laughs> got to be doing something dynamic at all times. And Can it you just imagine that, work. though? Imagine you know, pitching I mean, that to him. He's like, fuck that. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll come out at like the last minute and choke slam some or like close on him over the top rope. But I'm not fucking not going to work. I'm not going to work Damien Sandow for 12 minutes. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So. I'm surprised that you, well, you tell you what, I tell you, how about this? You got three Wyatt family members, right? Well, that I think one of them's going to win. I think I, I got Braun Strowman winning this. That's not a bad idea yeah. at all. I mean, I think him and Mark Henry are the logical picks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Henry would Bray. do the. Yeah, yeah, Bray could be one too. I think those Bray three. Yeah, I, I have those three. I, I think, think Strowman big works. Show and Kane, big Show and Kane could win. Yeah, I mean, but would it shock you if no, won? God, no. I mean, no. So those are your five, right? It was that five guys. Yeah, six I think so. Guys. Yeah, five or six. So, but, but here's the thing: you got the three healthy Wyatt family members for nineteen. 
maybe they'll do another NXT gimmick at Access and get one of those guys in for the 20th spot, like they did with uh, Kento. Like the Drifter. They can get the Drifter Elias Sampson in. So. I listen, it could be Elias Sampson. <laughs> if you remember with the Royal Rumble a few years back, it was Bo Dallas before he was a goofball. Yeah, oh yeah. He, he eliminated like Wade a... Barrett. Remember the pop? He was ready. He was a made man. <laughs> it was serious Bo Dallas, though. Like, right. He wasn't, he wasn't an idiot yet. And, it, and, and you could just tell that he was never going to make it. Like, he just, ugh, what were they thinking? I don't know. You know? awful like what were they, they they were always well we know why it's you know all right he's got the blood man i mean that's really what but yeah there was never anything with bo dallas ever no like, nothing ever like, ever with bo dallas like there was like an ironic sort of thing when he was doing the you know the inspirational thing but at, you know the second and you know what that was fun for like 10 minutes exactly yeah i got bored of that in like three weeks and i was like okay all right i, I think i'm i think I've had yeah that, enough so. of this guy there's all these great workers in the next i'm watching this goofball come on let's go but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, maybe they'll do another NXT guy. And you know what? From your lips to God's ears, Rich, I hope it's the drifter. I'd love to see Elias Sampson <laughs> drift, drift down. down to the ring with that. I'll tell you what I'm going to be on the lookout for in Dallas. The drifter? I'm going to be on the lookout for the for the drifter strumming that guitar on park benches and underneath trees and if stuff. If they're smart, they'll have him invade, evolve. You know what I mean? Like, do you, Now, listen, you know I'm not a, a big fan of the mark pick. I don't do the mark picks. Okay, I don't take pictures with wrestlers. I'm not. It's not really my thing. I don't judge people who do it, but as I you do. know, I just, I do. I'm just not someone who does that. You judge people who do it because you're mean. I, I, I'm not a celebrity obsessed person. I don't do pictures. I promise you this, Rich, and I promise the listeners. If I find Elias Sampson strumming a tune on a park bench, I will take a mark pick with Elias Sampson. I will do that, and I will post it on the Voices of Wrestling Twitter account for the world to see. Because how could you pass up an opportunity like no, that? Oh, that's a once-in-a-lifetime. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for sure. Absolutely. That's the Drifter Elias Samson. Mostly because he okay, probably won't so. be with the company by next year. So Here's the problem. I'm not entirely sure what he looks like, so I might just take a picture with a homeless guy underneath a tree. Uh, yeah, I mean, that if, can happen yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's strumming. I'm bad with faces, Rich. I'm bad with faces. He's got a very not... innocuous, like... He looks like a homeless man. He's just I like mean, greasy, he looks like a... and he's just got a beard, yes. and like you really wouldn't know. I, the scarf is a pretty good giveaway, so hopefully he's wearing the scarf. That'll help, but yeah, that otherwise... will help. But it's, he looks like a six foot four homeless man, right? So he's pretty tall, right? Yeah, and he's, he's pretty bulky four. too. Yeah, I think like maybe the muscles will help. So hopefully he's wearing a, he's, a he's, small he's shirt. He's a wrestling. He's a wrestling six four, so he's probably like six foot. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think like, they Luke let... Harper's like six four. Exactly. And they yeah. push him as like six nine. <laughs> right. Like, remember when he was uh he was the uh seven foot uh trucker in Ring of Honor or Chikara or whatever, and he was like uh, they pushed him as seven feet tall. And I'll never forget he came he was in an ROH show and and uh, Rob Stryker, who does our East Coast reports. I'm at the ROH show at Rob Stryker, who's six three. And uh, Harper strolls by us, and they were pretty much eye But he was pushed as a seven-foot monster. So, they you know, they list, or Wikipedia has uh, Elias Sampson listed at six foot, so that means he's about 5'8". So. <laughs> so you better watch <laughs> out. I, yeah. might actually, I might actually be shoot height in his case, because on TV, he's like 6'4", TV height. Oh, is that what they you know, put him at TV? TV? Yeah, all right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's what he looks like, because he looks like a pretty tall guy. you know. So I, think, I feel like they would build him at 6'4", is what I'm saying. But now maybe we need to find out what they build him as. I don't think they build guys' heights anymore, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really notice. It's like an 80s thing. I used to care about that when I was a kid, too. I really enjoyed that aspect as a kid. Like, the combined weight, that was my favorite thing of tag matches. They're like, combined 900 pounds. Like, whoa! Like... And, and you would, like, do the math, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like whoa! I, I, like, Hercules <laughs> must be, like, 320 pounds! Like... 
I'd go through Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the rankings pages. I would stare at those rank those two rankings pages for hours. Just right? look Just at absorbing the weights, yeah. those rankings. And the tag teams that would have combined weight. And I would try to <laughs> sort out in my mind which guy weighed how much, you know, because it'd be like a combined 420 pounds for the Rock and Roll Express or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, Gibson looks a little chunkier than Morton. I wonder if he's the one that's 215 and maybe Morton's 205. Like, that's the shit I would do when I was 12, which, which you know, leads you down the path of doing wrestling podcasts. <laughs> for three hours. When, when you're in your third, yeah. All right. AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. Well, Jericho didn't want the match, so AJ Styles called him a poo-poo head, and now Jericho wants the match. Right. It, it's like name-calling is the easiest. It's like Don't forget the distraction finishes. The, hey, I came out to the ring. Oh, my God, what are you doing here? Ah, I got rolled up. Damn it. Like, yeah. again. It's, ah. And, and it, he, they come out to the ring, you know, their music hits for some reason. They come out to the <laughs> ring, and, and they distract the guy. And it's like, it, it, but I'll tell you, Calling someone a name to bait them into a match is sort of like the most logical booking that this company does, if we want to be completely honest, because I can't wait till we talk about this Shane McMahon Undertaker. But uh, but it's like at least, you know, I wish Shane would call Undertaker a poo-poo head or something and, and, and annoy him. Well, I guess he did. He, did. he called him a bitch, remember? Yeah, this week he did. But until this week, there was no reason for it. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, but, uh, but, but I mean, you know, it's like, you know, he called Jericho uh, Y2 Jackass, and all of a sudden, well, th- those are fighting words. You don't call a man a jackass. So uh, so now Jericho will face him. Now, we talked earlier about how guys don't go out at WrestleMania and try to have, you know, five-star classics. You think these two guys I do. go out there? And yeah. Say, I do, too. Yeah, absolutely. I- They're going to try to kill it because Styles, we know he's going to want to do that. We know absolutely that he's going to want to do that, and then we know – that Jericho, depending on how you know, depending how big the guy, or who, depending how much that guy wants to work, like Jericho, and that's why I, I mentioned that in my preview as well. Jericho's a guy you can plainly tell when he when he's inspired, when the other guy he's in the ring is inspired, when that guy comes with ideas and that guy wants. Jericho puts together still to this day really good matches, and I think Styles is going to come and say, "Hey, dude, you know we got ten minutes, 15, twelve minutes, thirteen minutes, whatever. Let's go kill it. Let's do whatever we can." And Jericho's going to be on board with that because Jericho still wants. Like he hasn't completely gotten to the point where he just doesn't care. Like if it's something that he doesn't care about, of course. But this is a. I think this is a program, and this is a guy. I think he's going to want to do everything he can to make AJ Styles a big deal. And I think, yeah, he's. I think he's going to deliver. I think this match is going to deliver huge. I think Jericho's into this program. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And, and he is into this and he's going to be into the Nakamura program too. And he's going to be into that. But the, but I agree. And I think AJ styles has what two or three years worth of G one practice where he knows how to have a great 12 minute match. Cause they're going to get about 12 minutes, Mm -hmm. but he's got a lot of experience putting together super compelling 12, I mean, that's that was his thing. He'd go out there in these G1s and fucking kill it, no matter where he was on the card, no matter who he was wrestling, and all the matches were different. You know, the Minoru Suzuki match, which was maybe his greatest G1 match, was very different than, say, you know, like the Lance Hoyt match was was, was a great match. And, and, and they were all in that, you know, that sweet spot, that 10 to 14-minute range that this match will be. So I completely agree, and I do think uh, Jericho will be motivated and he'll be into going out there and having a great match. And I know that Styles can deliver one with him because we've seen seen Styles do it with that with that uh, with, with that amount of time over the last few years. Yeah. 
the, the biggest thing for me, and I, I mentioned this in the preview as well, and it kind of it, it annoys me is that, and, and you mentioned a little bit, the name calling is the build. I'm going to ignore that, of course, and, and just focus on the match. But it's still like you look at the modern, like the way that WWE tells their stories now. Like we always talk about that. Like this is a, a program that I thought was real hot like a few weeks ago. But because they're and a lot of it is because we had so much of a build to WrestleMania we had these weeks that they just can't let guys sort of exist in their own universe. Like AJ Styles can't just go and beat somebody and say, you know, Hey Jericho to the camera. Hey, you know, WrestleMania, you and I, you know, I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania or whatever. And Jericho can't go out. Like they have to be in the ring together. They have to be visually like yelling at one another, distracting one another, doing something, you know, and that's, it's it, how much better of a bill would it be if AJ Styles and Chris Jericho just beat, just maybe on, and maybe not on the same night. Maybe like AJ Styles one night beat somebody. It's Jericho beat somebody the next night. They just kept beating guys in anticipation of this match. You know what I mean? Like how much better and how much more anticipated would a lot of people be if it was just that? If it was just so simple like that, but it had to become the way they tell. I mean, they they just have to interact every single week. They have to interact. We have these three like, and it's just it it it. it it annoyed me, but at the end of the day, I, I I'm not going to care because I think the match is going to deliver. But it's just I, I think it's one of the 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 downsides of of their modern sort of not news cycle but story cycle, uh, especially for WrestleMania where there's so many weeks in between and they just don't know how to fill that time with anything besides name calling and distraction finishes. But there you go. this match is the hardcore fans' bone. This is the one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. Whether that was intentional or not, this is the one we have to sink our teeth into on this show. Um, the, the the other thing is. Do you think it's kind of shitty that they marketed T-shirts for a tag team that they broke up in a week? Uh, yeah, that is kind of garbage. Because I, I I have a problem with that. I well, really they do. they sent us it because I get WWE shop emails and I never put anything about that Y two AJ because I immediately I looked at that and I said, why do they have T-shirts? These guys are definitely breaking up and like I didn't think it was going to be literally the next week or like like I swear to God we got an email on that Monday I think because they broke up on that Monday right? It was the Raw in Chicago, correct? Let let, let me pull up the cage match one. While you're talking, but I'm almost positive it was like that day that they sent an email that said, "Hey, brand new Y2AJ shirts," and I went, eh, "I don't, I don't think this is gonna last too much longer." So I'm not gonna, I don't want people to buy that. I mean, it was a horrendous shirt. No one was gonna buy it anyway. But in case anybody did, I felt terrible doing that. But then, like that night, you know, they sent me the thing like at, at 11 a.m. or whatever, and then like you know, seven hours later, they turned on him, and you know, the tag team was over. And I was like, ah, that kind of, that kind of sucks. But I, I think. Obviously, the plan all along was to for this story to play out exactly like it has. And to me, it's kind of shitty knowing that to create a T-shirt when you know you're breaking up the team in a week. They teamed exactly three times. Okay. They yeah. teamed on a Raw on 222. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. That's incorrect. Four times. They teamed on a SmackDown on 2-9. They beat the Social Outcasts. I think... Oh, no. AJ Styles used the Clash in a singles match, right, to beat Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel, yes. The second yeah. match. Mm-hmm. They beat the Social Outcasts on 2-9. Then they they had another buddies at Fastlane, remember? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And then they teamed on 222 on Raw to beat the Social Outcasts. And then they teamed... Uh, on that that same that next that same week on SmackDown with Mark Henry and face the new day. And then the following raw on 229, they beat the new day. And then they broke up after that. Oh no, no. On th- and they were together longer than I thought because on three, seven, they lost to new day, that little program with the new day. The shirt did not so, last long though. I can tell you that I can guarantee you to, that that didn't, uh, <laughs> the, the team lasted almost exactly a month, 30 days. Now here's the thing. 
my overall point here is this. They knew this was the storyline. It's not as if they decided, all right, we're going to make these guys a tag team and then switched course like they often do. This was clearly the design of the storyline. Feud, come together as a team, break up, feud, face each other at WrestleMania. And they knew that, and they made and marketed a T-shirt. That's very carny, in my opinion. All right, here's, I, I do you have those dates still up? Because I, I found the earliest yeah, email. Okay, the earliest email I have showing the Y2AJ shirts was March 8th. Well, yeah, they, they their first time as a team was, was uh, March 9th. Okay, yeah, so there you go. So that's right around when they came together. So... Um, they, so listen, it took time to produce the shirt. They knew they were putting them together is the point. My point is this was how it was supposed to play out. And they still knew that. And they marketed a t-shirt anyway, knowing that it was only going to be a useful t-shirt for 30 days. I mean, by the time you get this shirt in the mail, they're breaking up the next week. I think that's dirty. It's a little dirty. Yeah, especially, I mean, I I know the idea of why they wanted the T-shirt is because they wanted Jericho to burn it and it'd be symbolic like that or whatever. But you could have done that and not sold sold and marketed a T-shirt for it. How about just making up one of them for the angle? Right, exactly. And not selling it to people. I I don't know. We'll let the listeners decide if I'm overreacting or not. But, Rich, as you know, I am the fan advocate. And, And I feel like that's dirty business. I have to sell a shirt for a team that was going to be together for a fucking month. It's sleazy. You know, this company, you know, makes fucking billions of that. They really need to sell a t-shirt for a month. They really need to do that. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Stinks. It stinks, Rich. I lost my place. There we are. Okay. All right. Ladder match, Intercontinental Championship. We have Kevin Owens, the champion, defending against Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Dolph Ziggler, Zack Ryder, Sakar, The Miz, and Stardust is in it, too. But See, it's not <laughs> so much that they put 50 people in the match. It's that I have to watch Stardust. No, it's that I have to watch Stardust. It's we have to watch Sin Cara on Stardust. Now, to be fair, this brings me back to Callisto. I do think it's another positive for Callisto that Sin Cara came back and they kind of just had those guys part. I was really worried about that because they like they put him in a team. I think Sin Cara's first time back, they put him back in a team, and I was like, oh, damn it. But Callisto like, still had the belt, but you, but the fear was Callisto would lose the belt, and then they would, exactly, you know I mean? yeah, like because they they came back and they went, Sin Cara's back, and I was like, oh, damn it, <laughs> like that's not good. But no, it's so it's, that that just lends more credence that they they get, had a little faith in this Callisto thing, which is great. Now the problem I have with this, look. If we're being completely honest and being fair, Sami Zayn has not gotten over on the main roster. He has not only not gotten over on the main roster, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff has not gotten over to any kind of um, real degree on the main roster either. I think both guys are playing their roles very well, but with the exception of the Royal Rumble in front of the very smart crowd, which ate it up, this stuff has not got. Look, that stuff on Monday didn't get over. That's for damn sure. Okay, when they had their six-man match or whatever. And Zayn got the pin, which I thought was a mistake. I mean, how do you burn the pin in a six-man match? Oh, you don't. How do yeah. you do that? <laughs> That's probably uh, the lack of background and stuff like that is why it's probably not gotten over it too. But and it's you know what's weird about that? It's like they ignore NXT. <laughs> you have the background. It's not even like you have to bring up Ring of Honor. I don't need Michael Cole but, to go. Oh my God! Like, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. that's my point. Like you have it. They, they, they. That's my point. They always ignore NXT. Right. And it's like, um, like it doesn't exist. But with these two guys, they're assuming everybody knows when they ignore NXT, like it doesn't exist normally when it comes to it's like it's a different universe. But for some reason with these two, 
they just assume that they don't like each other. Like Michael Cole will be like, oh, these two longtime enemies. Okay, why would people know that? You, you <laughs> pretend like NXT doesn't exist. You know? Would it kill them to show a video package? I mean, uh, yeah, uh, honestly, a three-minute video package would be all you'd probably need. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like you <laughs> like, said, you don't need to acknowledge Ring of Honor. You don't even need to do that because they fucking did it. They have they, the same they, story. They, the exact same story yes. took place in NXT, and you could very easily tell it with your own footage, with your own product. But so, are you surprised no. when the eleven-year-olds and their parents have no idea <laughs> right, yeah. why Kevin Owens is scared of this guy? Or doesn't want to tag in to face him. Right. Or rolled his eyes on Monday when he knew he was stuck in the ring with him. Like, why would they know? Why would they understand this? They wouldn't. You know? So I really can't blame them for not doing this. No, and that's, I, I can't at all. I, I, well, I, yeah. All right. Because it's like, I feel like it, 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 like it hasn't been... Well, I can blame it, them for not doing a singles match because it's so... It, it shouldn't Because have, they blew it. Right, that's what I mean. Like, So I'm not going to... Yeah, I, in this case, like given given what happened and given the build or whatever, yeah, absolutely. That would have been... It would have just died a death and it would have made no sense. It would have been too early. But you could you had a lot of time to say, hey, here's why these guys hate each other. Oh, hey, this is the match they're going to have. Oh, it's a ladder match. Because, you know, like there's there's a lot you could have done with this. So I'm not going to let them off on that hook, but I agree that given what has happened and given the context of what's going given on, what has actually happened. right, then I get it yeah. why you won't do that. But I still think that's a, I think the excuses or my argument would be, well, show a You're fucking video, give a little bit up. of background, right? You book this stuff, yeah. like, and then if it doesn't get over, then all right, then it didn't work then. you know, and that's fine. But right now he's just um, a ginger guy that dances a little bit. Like that's all you know. Like that's all you would like, right? Yes. Like what would you know? What would you know about Sami Zayn? You wouldn't know anything. And right. they're assuming that you do, which is weird because they never assume you know anything about NXT, guys. You know what I mean? Like, they, they treat them like they're brand new. But for some reason, with this guy, they're treating him like you know everything <laughs> he's about the guy him. who needs the most background. But... I, I, I don't understand. Like, when he's the one where if you get behind them, he could get over as something. Yeah. Well, but he hasn't. So It's and, so weird that this company doesn't have any... Uh... And look, his matches haven't been great either. You know, they haven't been terrible, but they haven't been great either. Um, but, you know... It's like he might not be a guy who can go out there for six minutes on Raw and do it. I don't know. He's having don't trouble adjusting yet. to the TV style where Owens didn't. Owens was able to kind of harness that. Uh, Styles, to an extent, has been able to harness that. Sammy, there's still a little ways to go, I think. I don't oh, know. I think Styles is doing fine when yeah. it comes to his ring work. I have no problem with Styles. Right? Sammy looks a little awkward. I, you know, He's not in bad matches, but he's not out there. He's not standing out either. I think Styles is standing out yeah, with, with his ring work to some degree. Owens, not to Owens, I mean, Owens, Owens awesome. just popped yeah. off the screen yeah. the second that he got there at every level that he's been, um, whether it's NXT or the main roster. But, you know, and it's like Zayn will go out there with Nakamura. And, you know, I talked about this with McCarron on Voice of Wrestling Live. I think there's no way that match doesn't disappoint to some degree. But I think that Sami Zayn having trouble on the main roster is the best thing that could have happened for that match because I think it's lowered expectations a little bit for that match. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if Zayn was killing it on the main roster and that what the expectations would be for him versus Nakamura? When in reality, you have a guy who's struggling right now after coming back from injury and hasn't done exceptionally well and is still getting back into shape versus a guy in his very first WWE match in front of what's going to be almost 20,000 people. Right. Or whatever learning a new is. ring, learning a whole new, you know, how to do There's all... a lot of reasons yeah. that this match can disappoint. Oh, absolutely. And, and and Rob asked me directly, do you think – no, it wasn't Rob McCarron. I'm sorry. It was a question on my Q&A show that someone posed. I think it was Supersonic, as a matter of fact. If it was someone other than Supersonic, I apologize. <laughs> I think it was Supersonic. I guess Supersonic I don't remember. credit. 
But um, he's helped but, me a lot with the WrestleMania card and info stuff. So anyway, yeah, it's him. he asked so, a bunch of questions on the show. Sonic. So I, I, somebody asked me if that match had a chance to disappoint, and it absolutely does because there's a lot of reasons it could disappoint. And, and, and at the same time, would it shock anyone if it was great? No, but there's a lot of factors there that can that can lead to a disappointing match. Um, but yeah, so but look, the, the the annoying thing about this coming full circle is not that they added people to the match because like you're gonna have your multi-man ladder cluster fuck. They're gonna get a million guys on this show. We all know that. That's I have mixed feelings on that. People work hard all year. I think it's great that Zack Ryder's on a WrestleMania card. Doesn't that in that doesn't that feel in it good? Don't you feel no, good yeah, for absolutely. him? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you know the guy's been there for a million years. They never do a fucking thing with him. You know, Sin Cara, I think it's great a guy like that has gone on the, on the main WrestleMania card in a big match. The problem is, people have mixed feelings that they shoehorn everybody on. Um, but at the same time, it's like, fuck it, it's WrestleMania. Let them all go out there and have their moment. But the problem with, I don't have a problem putting guys in. It's like these guys, the whole angle to get these guys in the match was Kevin Owens doing this heel thing where he brought out a bunch of jobbers to be his number one contender. So they presented them as jobbers to begin with. Because remember, Stephanie said, go make your own match for your number one contender. Right. So he said, okay. And, he, and, he, and it was like a mock <laughs> thing. It was like when Jericho brought out all the guys on Nitro, remember, and was making fun of them all. It was the same kind of deal. He brought out Sin Cara and Zack Ryder because he wanted an easy match at WrestleMania. So Steph got annoyed and said, well, fuck you. Now you're facing everybody. So it's like, but they presented all those dudes as jobbers. So you're telling the audience that losers are in this big right. time WrestleMania That's, match, yeah. which they know too. They you, know Stardust is a fucking loser, but then you made it you obvious. They yeah, didn't like, even, they they put it right in your right. face, though. They just slammed the pie in your face. Which is funny is that they spent more pre- time they spent more time developing that these guys all are fucking worthless and jobbers than they did of developing the trying Owen to Zane. make them look like stars or that the yeah. Owen Zane or even the Owen Zane story. Like true, you spent more time on that aspect of it than the Owen Zane, which is just well, it's which is mind blowing, you know. Uh, but it, it's it's uh so you know look it, it's we'd all like Owen Zane in a perfect world. I mean, look, you're going to be entertained by this. Oh, Dolph will take some gonna... terrible bumps that'll make you think he's going to die, and you know, a... yeah, so will Sin Cara, so will Zane, so will Zane and Owens yeah. for that matter. They're not afraid to take big and bumps. Stardust is there Remember when we used to get shit for making fun of him, and it's like now everyone's kind of on board. That's yet another thing we were ahead of the curve. Oh on. God, we've because, been three. We've been three years now, and the Cody Rhodes is not because everybody. Every time we talk about it, people say, "Oh, if, if they just let Cody Rhodes do that, oh, if Cody Rhodes could, all right, maybe three good Cody Rhodes matches. One, two, two. I'll take two decent Cody Rhodes matches anytime Rich, you want. Our mentions would light up with heat. Yeah. When we would say bad things about, Stardust I think that's why uh, Mr. Macklin. I think that's when Macklin eventually uh, blocked us. PW Insiders Matthew Macklin. That was his final straw. I think it was either that or something about how the WWE Network wouldn't be like an instant success or so. Or that. Oh, I think no, no, no. His thing was that because we said a lot of the people that subscribed were from Europe, even though they were using U.S. accounts, and I think he got really mad about that. Even though, I mean, it was oh, painfully it was obvious. Available in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, uh, using... they're using like IPs or whatever. <laughs> then he, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. No, they, no, Rich. There was really four hundred thousand German subscribers. That was really what happened <laughs> right. too when, when before it was. But but yeah. So um, it's like uh, what was I going to say? So look, it'll oh, be people get like, people go nuts. Uh, the Cody Rhodes thing. I think that's what you're talking. You were... Yeah, the Cody Rhodes thing. It's like people used to go nuts on us. Like, oh, Stardust is great. What a great guy you got. We would have people unfollow us, tell it, let us know they're blocking us, and 
here we are, and now everyone agrees that it's just a dud. The character stinks. He is as average as average can be. And by the way, we're still waiting for people to name the good Cody Rhodes matches. Right. We're still waiting. And we've had another two years of him to have matches to add some to the resume. Please, please. There's no one left, but if there's any of you out there who still want to defend this guy, we're all ears for a good Cody Rhodes match. Give us two. Two. That's all I'm asking. Preferably single. Hey, you know what they're going to give us? They're going to give us something like ladder matches or something, which I'm not going to count. Give me a fucking good Cody Rhodes singles match. Give me one. Why are we wasting time on Cody Rhodes? Charlotte defending her Divas Championship. She'll have Ric Flair there as well, of course. you got to have Ric Flair. Versus Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Triple threat match. All right, so they went with the three-way, and yep. we talked about this a few weeks ago. It's good, it's good for all them, right? Absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been sucked if someone got snubbed. Would we like to see a singles match? Sure. But this is just like we talked about it. You know, they shoehorn everyone on here. Fine. You know, and that's why I think it kind of hurts the quality of WrestleMania a little bit because they got to get everybody on the card, and everyone gets shorted on time and all those things. But you know what? They all deserve the WrestleMania spot. They got it. The thing about this is it in particular when it comes to Sasha Banks, they're going to go out there with something to prove. And I think they're, they're going to match. Will they be able to deliver one with time constraints and the, the, the whole tricky deal of trying to have, you know, because three-way matches stink, you know, let's face it. So they've got a lot to work against them, but I, I do think they're going to go out there and they're really going to try to kill it. Yeah, and I think uh, there's also, you know, of course, the rumor going on that they're going to rebrand the Divas division, and that seems to finally be gaining a lot of steam. Uh, I know today I saw it everywhere. So this could be uh, another reason. I am also, I'm agreeing with you that it's going to be a great match, or at least they're going to have something to prove. And I think that could be a big reason why is that now that they're sort of saying that, hey, we're officially going to rebrand this, we're going to give you guys a new title, maybe we're not going to call us the Divas again, then it has sort of connotations for them of like, okay, look, let's go out there, let's kill it, and let's really do, you know, let's let's really do something here and really prove that there's a, there's a whole new era, it's a whole new thing and that's why i think it'd be good to sort of move the title as well i think sasha banks winning makes all the sense in the world of have her not that charlotte has to go away or do whatever but that you can get just sort of a new voice a new change a new coat of paint just make the division feel different for the first time in a long time and and i think a sasha win and, and a real a real solid match too will, will go a long way in doing that so i think they know that they have to have a solid match i think everybody knows that they have to have a solid match for that to happen as well and and the placement on the show is gonna be important too if it's not between you know it's not what people would call the buffer you know that's a, a disagreement for another day about the buffer matches, but that it's just sort of a match on the card. You know, it's in the middle of the card, and it's not something that people are going to instantly go, oh, God, it's here to fail or whatever. That it gets gets 10 minutes, gets 12 minutes, whatever. And, and yeah, I, I think they're going to deliver. I absolutely do. I think that on the main roster, Charlotte has easily been the most compelling character of the three, and I think Becky's easily been uh, the best wrestler of the three and the best overall presence of the three of them. I think I think Sasha's lagging behind both of them, personally. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I, don't, I don't even think that's controversial, actually. No, I think um, everybody I think would basically agree with you. But again, Becky that's... has been great in her role, whatever she's been asked to do. Yeah. It, she really has. And, um, you know, she's the best combination of both. And, and Charlotte, um, I think, has been uh, – she's a, she's a very good heel. I really think she's a very good heel. Um, she's very hateable and, and in an old school way, 
And I don't think Ric Flair adds a ton to her act. I don't think she needs him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's terrible. I, I think he's a waste of time. He's and a waste horrible. of space. He's awful. Go he away. just stands there. He's one of the worst managers I've he's ever awful. seen. Yeah, he's terrible. He adds nothing to the table. Could you imagine? He, like, I, I was talking with a buddy the other day about this. Of like, imagine the fact that it, it, like, we would honestly be saying like, "Oh my God, get Ric Flair off my TV as soon as possible." Like, imagine any time in history is saying that. Like even if he's not if he's not going to cut promos, what's his? What I agree. His I don't know. Does he just serve? look awful and sweat a lot, and I don't know. Just and, stand there and hump, I mean, and like hump towards people. I don't know. Like like gesture that he's humping things. Like that's about all he does. So he just stands there. Yeah, I mean, it's he, really he adds bad. nothing. If you're not going to give look, the guy a live mic, if you don't trust him with the live mic, then then forget it because that's only that's the only asset that Ric Flair has at this point. Send him home because she's doing a good job, yeah. and I think if the idea was to help establish her, fine, that was you got okay. it. Yeah, but now done. it's time yeah. for him to go right. away. I, I mean, I, I don't think she's she needs horrible. him. He's so bad. She does her own talking. You know, he, you got one of the best promos in the history of wrestling there, and you don't even let him do that. And he's useless at everything else except for looking creepy, like his skin is melting off. I mean, I don't, I don't see what purpose this guy serves. I, I don't know why they're paying him, unless it's just a charity thing. I, I don't get it. He doesn't add much to the act. There might be for some me. some I, of that in there, but yeah, I, I I agree. I'm right with you. I hate it. But. So I mean, but but do I think? Look, I think they're going to go out there with every intention of really stealing the show. Do I think they will? I I don't know. I'm not as confident in that. I don't know that they'll have a great match, but I know they really want to have one. I am confident in that. All right, so we go to the Hell in a Cell match. If Shane wins, he gets control of Raw. And if Undertaker uh, does not win, it'll be his last WrestleMania. It's Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. Great angle to kick off Raw this week. Um, a great dive through the table by Shane. That was very impressive. Looked great. I think now I'm way more interested in the match than I was before. But that's, that isn't hard because I had zero interest before. I literally <laughs> had zero interest in this match before Monday. And it's not like I'm super hyped for it now. But what, I, what it did open my eyes to, and I'm probably a little ignorant for not thinking it before, is I'm like, oh, my God, Shane is going to do some stupid things in this match. Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. He's going to do some – he's going to yeah. jump off the cell or something like that. Like, And I feel stupid for not realizing that. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. that's that's his entire gimmick is that he does stupid shit. And look, he'll tell you. he's the He'll be the first one to tell you, look, I'm not one of the boys. I'm not a wrestler. I need to do those things to stand out. He would have told you that 10, 15, oh, 20 absolutely. years yeah, ago. I think he did say that. I think he did. It was yeah. quoted as yeah, saying, yeah, I jump, off, I jump off high shit because I'm not good. So, like, Yeah, I'm not a wrestler. I just fucking jump off shit. So he's paraphrasing him. So he's going to do some dumb shit. Undertaker always wants to have a good match. It's up in the air whether he's going to have one. Yeah, I don't know if he days. can, but <laughs> this will um, be enough plunder uh, and gimmick and stuff that I think they'll be able to pull something out of this. It's going to be entertaining yeah. more than anything. So... And now, at least in my mind, Undertaker has a little bit of motivation because, you know, Shane got in his face and talked shit to him and all that. Where before this week, the man had zero motivation to work this match. He should have just not shown up. I mean, why why do the bidding of Vince McMahon? Yeah, I, there was no reason for him to do the bidding of Vince McMahon, a man who he doesn't like, who he's been odds with at odds with over the years in storyline. He's a part-time wrestler. He has no, it's not like he, you know, his gimmick is of everybody else where he needs to put food on the table. He's a guy who shows up once a year. So if he isn't happy with the match he gets, what's his motivation to show up? Right, and he's not defending Why? the streak anymore either. Like it's like the streak's done. No streak he's just kind of defend. like, all right, whatever. <laughs> he's just a guy who wrestles once a year. And 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 in this case, he had zero motivation mm -hmm. to want to beat up Shane McMahon. And, and help Vince himself. keep his job and help Triple H and Vince keep their jobs. Like, yeah, what was it? He had no motivation for that until this week. So now it at least makes a little more sense. I still wish the build would have been more Undertaker being like, 
I don't really want to fight you, dude. Yeah, I, I was really surprised at how and that's that's the thing that got me, and that's why, like, I because I argued about this a few weeks ago, and I've been arguing about it on Twitter a little bit, is that the motivation and the and the point and the logic behind it just doesn't make sense. Like people people are able to get the reasoning, of, like like we had Rob McCarron, who obviously shaked the most co-host, and we, we were talking on Twitter, and he was saying, oh well, the the logic is well, he got booked, and I think that's reasoning. That's not logic. That's that's you getting to a conclusion and you figuring out how to get to that. Oh, he was booked for the match, so he shows up or whatever. There's no logic in that though, because Undertaker can, like you said, he doesn't have to put food on the table. He's not defending a streak, and he doesn't really want to help Vince McMahon and Triple H keep their jobs. So even if you said, hey, Undertaker, you have to call him, it's the fucking Undertaker. You go, no, <laughs> like. No, I don't come he, any other time during the year. I'm not coming now. Like, like he's different than Damian Sandow. Right, Damian Sandow has to books. show up. Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't cover it for this character. He needs. This is a character that needs motivation, and he had none until. Yeah, also. exactly. But now you have a little bit. But yeah, I was uh, the biggest thing that I was sort of upset about is that he came to TV and basically said something about, "Oh, it's my yard, uh, WrestleMania, da, 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 and that same sort of stuff." And and Shane said some stuff at him, but it wasn't like a thing where Undertaker came out and said, "Why, you know, to, to Vince of why would I do this for you? Yeah, well, what's in it for me, or why would I?" And like maybe that's a little bit of a heel tendency, a little bit of he's asking, you know, what's in it to me, but. What is it for him? Like, why would he do this? Like, other than, like... The build for this match was very simple, and they blew it. The Undertaker should have come out, and his thing to Vince should have been, I don't want to help you. My answer is no. And that's what he should have done every single week. He should have kept telling Vince, no, I don't like you. I don't want the match. My answer is no. My answer is no. Until Shane, knowing... See, Shane knows that he needs the match to get what he wants. So then with Undertaker saying no, 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 no each and every week, finally Shane knows he has to make this guy snap and hate him. And then the angle this Monday would have made even more sense because Shane has to goad him into the match because if Shane doesn't get the match, he doesn't get what he wants. That would have been a better way to approach it. Then Undertaker just saying, "Sure, Vince, I'll help you keep." Yeah, or or like uh, another uh, like I agree with that idea. Or like having him say no, no, no a few weeks in a row, and then Vince comes out with the okay. Well, then fine. It's you won't be able to wrestle in another you know WrestleMania ever again or whatever. And then Taker then goes, "All right, well, that's kind of my thing. I like WrestleManias, okay." And then Shane also so like it could be one of the two. They could have worked, but instead we had like two weeks where like Undertaker came out and was like, "Uh, you know, in my yard and WrestleMania or whatever. And then like just a few. Then we established, "Oh, well, it's your last WrestleMania." like it's it just it, it was weird. It, th- there was a few weeks there where they just had no fucking clue of how they were gonna. They they had a reason or they had a match and they had to do that and they advertised that match, but they had no idea how to actually make that match make any sense. And now yeah, they the, sort of the used weird loopholes. Yeah, they used weird loopholes to get there, mm-hmm. and they finally gotten there. But it took it was disjointed and weird. So there were there were we just presented two ways to do it that would have been way better than what they did, which was really nothing. All right, they just Undertaker just came out and said, it. "Yep, <laughs> okay." Like, all right. For some reason, you I'm say going so. to, I'm going to fight for Vince and, and, and Triple H for some reason. Right. Even though Triple H tried to kill me two years ago at this same show. I, you know, it's like it, it didn't make any sense. But here we are, and they're going to have the match. And Shane, I mean, he's got to win, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, he. I, where do you go if he loses? I mean, I, yeah, because yeah, that's, that's the question. Is like, hey, is this like a long-term thing or is it like a blow? Like, I think that it's a long-term. I mean, if you look at the stuff that, I mean, look at the packages they've done, the video packages. Look at all they've done, which, like, they've built that guy up to. I mean, it's like, it's amazing how much they could build, you know, when they really try. Like, how much time has, has Shane had of these, like, videos of him doing MMA training and hey, tweets man. out and all this stuff? It's like, 
Jesus, if you did this with anybody else, like it's I not. I said it his second week. If they put half the effort into anyone on the roster that they do Shane, maybe they'd get someone like over. Every like those videos are great. The him training videos are fantastic. Like do that for every fucking everybody else. Like you know what to do. But yeah, whatever. But imagine Kevin Owens in this. Game. Yes, I know. It's it's unbelievable. With the same muscle behind him <laughs> and how well he would do in an angle with the Undertaker. Imagine pretty much anyone on the roster yeah, getting this kind just, of. It's, it's you know who could incredible. handle the material, and it's like they you know they. They they haven't gotten behind any anyone on their roster as much as they've gotten behind yeah. Shane fucking McMahon. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. But uh, but all that I I don't think that's all just for one match. I think there's a lot more there. And yeah, I think the storyline either continues in some form or fashion. Maybe you know what you could say is maybe Taker wins and then Shane another week says, hey, you know. Uh, Vince, give me one more chance. You know, let's let's have this match, or you and I fight, or so, something like that, maybe. Or, or, but yeah, I I see Shane winning, and then maybe some weird loophole where he says, "Ah, take her, don't worry about it." You know, you know, come back, come back next year. Fuck those guys. Who cares? You know that yeah. that could be one thing. I don't know though. Who knows? It, the, the stip won't get like one way or another. The stip won't. It, it's stipulations in WWE. Like, do we really think this is Undertaker's last WrestleMania? I don't. No. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like what? If he loses, they'll find a way to get rid of it. If he wins, whatever. They'll find. Hey, they, they just book him again. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. Uh, two more matches to go here. Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar in a no holds barred street fight. I I'm very much looking forward to this. It's going to be a bunch of shit. It's going to be weird chainsaws and barbed wire bats. And I'm fine with the spectacle though, because I know I know Dean Ambrose is going to work his ass off, and I know Brock Lesnar is going to work his ass off too. So normally I'd be pissed that it's all this like shit but it's like whatever you know with these two they're gonna work their asses off in this atmosphere the crowd's gonna be nuts for it it's gonna be cool regardless maybe the two hardest working guys on the roster and i can't take my eyes off of brock lesnar when he's in a match so and dean's a great opponent for him because he'll fly around for him and take crazy bumps and take a beating and that's been the story of the build anyway so i think the story of the match is dean taking a hellacious beating for 20 minutes and then making a big time comeback and either winning or losing so uh, so we'll see, but I am very much looking forward to it. Very much. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event, I got nothing more to add on that match, unfortunately. Then the main event, Triple H versus Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship. Joe, any chance that Triple H walks out of here as champion? No. Um, I agree. If they do, that has to signify the heel turn. It has to if he loses again. Because now you have a guy, because then you have a baby face that nobody likes and who never delivers you know what i mean like so at that point it's like but he's, he's a bad heel then man you know what i mean like that's not even good heel that's just like uh, but at that point he has to turn because he just he doesn't the band he's gonna win the match the bigger question is what'll be the mix of booze and cheers that's the most curious that's the thing i'm most curious about. <laughs> uh i can Safely assume, uh, let's go 95. <laughs> five. You think it's going to be that heavy? Oh, yeah. Of course. In de- of that crowd, asking. oh, yeah. Of that of a WrestleMania crowd, oh, it's going to be absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm all Roman doubt. I've been talking about this yeah, guy I don't for think a fucking year. Yeah. And I'm all Roman doubt. Um, I don't really give a shit about the guy either way. I don't hate him. I obviously don't like him. Um, but I don't hate him either. He's just a guy to me. I think he's vastly overrated. Um, but he's okay. Um, you know, and, and he's going to win and he's probably going to get booed out of the building and then, you know, we'll see where they go from there. Do you think it's going, look, I think they could have a good match. I think there's no reason they can't have a good match. I think triple H will, but the thing is 
sometimes even when Triple H wants to have a good match, when he has too much of his match, mm-hmm. it ends up not being a good match. As in, like, every WrestleMania main event he's ever in. So, yeah. <laughs> that but didn't I mean, involve my, The Undertaker, but, yeah. My gut is telling me this is going to be a good match, though. I don't know. Um, um, I I, maybe my gut's wrong, you know. Uh, you know, maybe I'll come on here next week and my gut will be yeah, wrong. What, I, I don't do think because I, I think you're it's leaning be towards no. I don't think it's gonna be very good. No, I think every good every good WrestleMania Triple H match of, of of recent vintage. I mean, it has been Daniel Bryan or The Undertaker. You know what I mean? And like, I didn't even really enjoy. I, I didn't love that Daniel Bryan match as much as other that people. Daniel like some Bryan people, match, some people gave it like five stars and stuff. Like some people thought it was the best match of that, that year. That is such an like, overrated match. I never I, saw I'm it. So, but I thought it was okay. I, I'll be fair. I thought it was, it was okay. Good, I, I thought it was a good match and yeah. the best match on that show. It was good. I gave it. it I gave it. I gave it three and three quarters. Yeah, it so, was good. But it's still overrated because people had it on their. Oh no, people had it like five. Yeah, it was insane. But so you like, are that. you fucking kidding me? It's, yeah, it's I, a, that was a good raw main event. I even went back and rewatched it. it was like, nope, <laughs> still not. It's a, you know, it's a really good raw main event. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But uh, you had that, and then you have, of course, the Undertaker matches, which I enjoyed. But they kind of got they, they were kind of tropey in a sense. But to me, like I look at this match, and and I think the perfect analogy is, and let's. It's a guy that you've always mentioned or you've always linked Roman Reigns to this guy. I look at that Triple H Randy Orton, you know, WrestleMania 25 main event that just died. A de- and, you know, the, the the narrative is, oh, they had to follow Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Well, there was another match in between that that got a bunch of heat and nobody. But, you know, that's that's not the narrative. It's that, oh, we followed that great match. How could we how could we possibly follow that? But it was a shitty match because Randy Orton can't, you know, Randy Orton can't do all that much. Triple H couldn't do all that. It, it's just Triple H can deliver when he's in the ring with good guys at this point. In his career, I just don't have any faith that this match is going to be, you know, because here, here's here's what it's going to be, and we know what it's going to be. It's going to be Triple H working over Roman Reigns for about twenty minutes, right? Yeah, and then Rain, which and Reigns, right? Is uh, that going to be good? Is that good? Like I, to me, it, in my people, mind, I find that terrible. I think that's going to be terrible. But some people will love that because I don't know if you heard, but Roman Reigns is the best seller on the face yeah, but of the like, okay. but <laughs> but like it works in the Daniel Bryan context because Triple H is beating down Daniel Bryan, and it's like ah shit, like this is the guy we want him to go the rest of the way. Like there's a different, there's a different story there. There's not that buy-in with Roman Reigns, so it's just gonna be Triple H beating him down and beating him down and beating him down and beating him down. To be like, oh, and that's what that Randy Orton match was. It was Triple H just beating the fuck out of Randy Orton for 20 minutes. Randy Orton had a little bit of a heat segment, and then Triple H won. Of course, the end is gonna be a little bit different. Roman Reigns is of course gonna win, but it's gonna be the same. We know that that's the Triple Can H I style give you of match. Yeah. yeah, that was the Lesnar match, and they did get behind Reigns when he made the comeback. Yeah. But, and then, and then they did cash in. I, but I, the fans were getting I, behind Reigns. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know if that's true. I'm gonna go back and watch. I recall him starting to make the comeback, and when when Lesnar sort of did that great pirouette selling of the punt. Remember that? How great that was mm-hmm. that, that Lesnar. Um, well, I think the Rock Lesnar does a much better job of attacking somebody than Triple H. Does. That's that's true. Because Triple H there's does not, that fucking punch, and then he. He'll, he'll I don't know do if it. there's anyone in wrestling. Who would give a better twenty minute beatdown than Brock? Well, it Lesnar makes sense that Brock Lesnar would beat the fuck out of the guy. <laughs> I mean, you right. know what I mean? Like it, you know. That's so. Yeah, you're right. Brock Lesnar gives a much more compelling beatdown than Triple. You're right. The beatdown segment here could be painfully boring right. because it's Triple H, and he's going to work like Harley Race. And it's you're right. It could be very very boring. And then at that point, since they don't like Reigns already, and if the match loses them, I kind of see where you're going now. Right. I'm putting it together. Am I on the right track? Now? I think so. Yeah. The match is going to lose them. They don't like the guy to begin with. 
Whereas when Lesnar, the Lesnar beatdown was very compelling. Well, people All loved it because people were like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." You know, they were they they were into Le or, or, yes. or Lesnar beating him down and beating him down and beating him down. They but were then it happened. But then it almost went too long, where people almost started feeling bad for Roman Reigns. Like, oh man, he's really getting his ass kicked yes. here. Like, like so it that that worked. This is why I say, even though I was okay with the run in from a story perspective, that would have been one of the best matches ever without that run in. That was so good until the run, because the, everything, like you say, was perfect in that match. You had the, the perfect dynamic with Brock. He beat him down for so long that you started feeling bad for Roman. People on Twitter were starting to think, holy shit, are they going to do a squash in the main event of WrestleMania? That's how convincing it was. They thought Roman wasn't coming back. And then Roman starts to make the comeback. And, and even though people were cheering for him to get kicked, they started to get behind him. At least that's what my memory remembers. Anyway, I'm going to go back and watch. And then, and then, you know, Brock did that tremendous job of selling for, Brock, for, for uh, Roman when he was coming back. And you're right. This match isn't going to have that dynamic. You're right about that. So we'll see. Now, maybe they won't have that kind of match. But here's the thing. What other kind of match is there with Roman? That's all of his big matches. Yeah, that's, and that's all Triple H's big matches, too. So it's like, with, with the exception yeah. of his plunders versus Sheamus, which, by the way, were probably two of the best matches he had other than the Brock match. So it's like, maybe they go out there and, and, and totally flip the script, and maybe Roman just beats Triple H's ass for the entirety of the match. Of course, that will start up the conspiracy bullshit again. Mm -hmm. But... Wouldn't that kind of make sense in the scope of the story where Roman finally gets to ha get his hands on this guy? Yeah, oh, absolutely. It and, should. I mean, that'd be the smart story to tell, I'd say. I mean, I would think that Roman should beat Triple H down for the entirety of the match, you know? And and if there was ever a time to do a squash in the main event, this would be it. Just fucking squash him. You want to try to get Roman over? Triple H doesn't even get a punch in. Just go in there and kill him. Beat him up for 20 minutes and pin him in the center of the ring. Without nary a comeback. How about that? But they won't have the guts to do oh, that. God. We know that. And Triple H doesn't have the ego for that. Uh, but, Roman uh, Reigns heel turn? Any chance that, like, because I am... Only it, if he loses, I think. Well, I, there, one way... Well, there's a way you could do that, too, where maybe they have a long match where Triple H beats him down. All right? But then, like, you lose a little bit of logic there where Triple H just beats the fuck out of him for 20 minutes and then Reigns, you know, comes back and then Triple H, you know, does so something where he wins and Triple H then approves or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's something you could do there or, like... Well, you can't do, like, you can't do a double turn because of the Stephanie factor. Right. Which, a double turn would work. But if Stephanie didn't exist, but you can't do that. here. It could work. Well, and then in conjunction with Shane, you know, sort of taking over power, maybe then you have something. I, I don't know. I don't know. You how can't that's... have the husband and wife going against each other. Though, right. I mean, no. it just kind of, I mean, you could do anything you want, I guess, but I don't think it just don't think it would work. And you can't turn. How are you going to, how are you going to double turn and turn Stephanie? Too? <laughs> I mean, it'd be well, tricky, maybe, yeah. maybe you can. I mean, maybe if the beating Roman is putting on him is so hellacious that Stephanie is begging for mercy. Right, like he just grabs a chair, just hits him 700 times, and it's like, all right, all right. Uh, maybe like, he puts his hands on Stephanie. That's true. Would that work as a double turn? And would would they have the guts to do, even if it was just a shove, would they do that? Or would they just, or did they just totally want to stay away from that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think because it's Stephanie, maybe. I don't think they'd do it with another woman on the roster. No. Um, but even then, like... The, the way that they have Roman positioned in different things, like him sort of shoving down a woman or what I don't know. That's, that's true. Because, yeah, he does all the cancer stuff. Yeah, and, that's... I, you know, the turn <laughs> is just not going to happen. It's just, it's not going to happen. 
We wanted to. We all do. But it's like, I, it, it, you know, it, it's the right move. It's But at this point, I don't even know if it's the right. I don't even know what it is anymore. I don't know what to do with this guy. I don't know. <laughs> You've went too far down this thing that, like, and that's what I put even in the preview. It's like, I don't even know. But anyway, let's get to the uh, the rest of the weekend going on. Uh, some match changes. We talked about it, like you said, a few weeks ago. We, we kind of covered a lot of these cards. Uh, real quickly, though, we'll kind of run down these cards. We'll run down uh, some of the changes. We're not going to give you, like, an exhaustive preview of every single one. But uh, there's some notable stuff that's changed and moved around a little bit. But uh, we'll start with want that we did it two weeks ago we did so yes, they yeah. can look for it if they want that absolutely so you uh and then i also want your path of greatness too of what you would recommend yes. people do if they're going not not necessarily what you're going to do but what you would right. recommend people do so we got that of course so uh the weekend kicks off actually People don't know this, but Thursday, if you're getting there Thursday, why not go to the NWA Parade of Champions? We mentioned this. It's uh, happening in Fort Worth uh, at 3 p.m. A lot of the cards stay the same. You got Jason Owen, or, or Chase Owens, uh, Jason Kincaid. Oh, yeah. Rich, I'm sorry. 3 o'clock is the Cornette meet and greet. Oh, fuck. I forgot to check. Yes, right. This is 7, the, right? The show is at 7 o'clock. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I keep forgetting the Cornette thing. It's that would that'd be really terrible if on Thursday you had to show up at a show at three. So, uh, yeah, not much change. You got the Chase Owens, uh, Jason Kincaid, which you mentioned uh, as a potential, you know, weekend show stealer. Like, you could really uh, sleeper, sleeper match yeah, of the weekend. Definitely a sleeper match of the weekend. Uh, you also have Tim Storm, uh, Devin Driscoll. That's was added. That's the North American Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship match has changed a little bit. You got Steve Anthony now defending against Unholy Greg James. So, there was an issue there, uh, unfortunately. The, the, yeah, that actually is an upgrade. Yeah. Gregory, oh, yeah. James, Gregory James is an excellent worker. Uh, people might be familiar with Steve Anthony from some of his NWA stuff. Rich didn't like him too much from what he sampled from him. I think he's a pretty solid worker. He's not spectacular or anything like that, but I think he's a solid hand. Gregory James 